Hello, I'm here for a viewer store clerk position. Name? Harm fan. Ever committed a felony? No. Legal to work in the U.S.? Yes. Reliable form of transportation? Yes. High school GED or equivalent? Yes. Have you ever suffered the untimely and crushing loss of a loved one? No. Nancy Thompson or Laurie Strode? Laurie. Leprechaun in space or Leprechaun in the hood? Space, I guess. Better sequel, Troll 2 or Halloween 3? Neither follow the Fisher Cannon, so neither are official sequel, sir. Have you ever had a best friend? No, sir. <laughs> when could you start? Now? Season of Witch was pretty awesome, though, huh? Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 277. Welcome back to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today we peruse the aisles of Rad Chad's Horror Emporium and get scared by his package. <laughs> and Handle with scare. Ooh, I'll handle Rad Chad's package with scare. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Become his best friend, too. Do you Season of the Witch was pretty cool, though. Do you think he got a Hond job? Oh, <laughs> what? What would that even... <laughs> what does the guy say? Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, today... Today's a fun one. No, it's not. Oh, today's not a fun one. I hate this. Ooh. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't know where you. to go with that. I hate your stupid face. Why do you hate my face? Get new glasses, will you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Those glasses are so little. I don't want to wear them, and I hate them. Why are you wearing them? Because my eyes fucked up. Oh, no. Yeah, a couple weeks the, ago. You got the pink couple, eye. No, no. Luckily, no shit in my eye. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, when allergy season started, you know, I was itchy, like I always get. My eyes get itchy, my throat gets itchy, you know. Sure, yeah. All the things associated with a, a bad blowjob, <laughs> and um, you know, like I thought it was just that. In the last and couple how? of, in the last couple <laughs> of days uh, before this happened, um, I had noticed that my contact was just sitting in my eye weird, like it just wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Like itchiness is one thing, but when it like literally feels like it's sitting on top of your eye, yeah. And like you were, you've worn contacts your whole life, like. You know how, like, when your eye Since gets... Since the day little... I was born, actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know how, like, when your eye gets kind of fucked up, and if... You, like, usually your contact moves with your eye. Yeah. And if it doesn't move, and you can look to, like, underneath it and to the side of it, I'm like, you know what? I should probably just go make sure there's nothing going on, because it's you're, you're talking pretty fucking... You're talking to the king of shitty eyes, yeah. by the way. Yeah, well, there so. you go. So, <laughs> so I went in, and uh, he's looking at my eyes, whatever. He's like, yeah, the yellowness on your eyes, that just... Who knew that your eyes turn yellow in UV lighting? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't I, either. I had a little yellow patch in the white of my eye, and he goes, "That's just from the sun." Weird. Oh, okay. So that's good. Okay. I'm not dying or having jaundice or liver failure. I mean, we're all dying. All, all good things. Um, but he goes to flip my eyelid up, and he, before he even looked in the uh, microscope thingamajigger, yeah, he's like, "Oh, oh, I don't even need to look at this to know what's going on." What is it? Uh, it's called giant papilloma something or other fuck i forget what it's called okay. um g it's a gpc gpc is what GPC, it's called okay uh, basically it's you know the small bumps that people get under their eyes which is why people like us have to use that peroxide solution yeah my it's uh, that on a giant scale yeah my the, my my eye doctor uh described it as having like the dimples of a basketball on the inside yeah, of your yeah, eyelid yeah. during allergy season mine though are gigantic oh boy yeah so i now have to put white 
creamy drops in my eyes <laughs> and allergy meds and the whole deal. Hopefully it'll go away in about a week, but I can't wear my contacts. And it sucks because I had to go to a big sucks. family thing the other day with lots of pictures taken of me. So Wearing those glasses? Shitty fucking... Uh, <laughs> Dude, these Bro, glasses had, are 20 years old. I was going to say, you've had 20 years to get n- new glasses, so I don't it's wear them, fault. though. I literally do. I literally take my eyes out at night, put my glasses on, go to bed. Is that's it, it. Is it? Like, that's the only time I ever wear them. Isn't giant ocular surface squamous cell papilloma? No, papilloma is the one word though. It's giant papilloma. It's something that starts with a C. Gross. Yeah. Ew. But god. Um, oh god, I can't look at well, pictures so, of eye I, shit. Dude. I'm sure it's I so don't gross. have whatever you're looking at. But <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't look at. Ugh. I could never be an eye doctor, dude, because my eyes. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. My eye. And did you say he flips your eyelids up? Yeah. See, mine doesn't do that. Thankfully. No, you no. They can every eyelid can do it. You have, they, I, no, they, no, 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 no. I'm not saying like that. Stick. No, I'm not saying that mine physically don't do that. I'm saying that my eye doctor doesn't do oh, that he, to my eyelids. He would if he had to look at your eyelids. Yes, he would. That's how you do it. Oh. They have a whole, uh, I, I they, su- have an, they have an instrument for it. It's like a little su- sticky thing. I suppose they- he probably did. Oh god. <laughs> it just skews me out just thinking about it. My next door neighbor used to do that just to like flip me out. Sure. I hate it. But yeah, so that sucks. Um but yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, eh, whatever. It but, is what it is. Uh, Luckily I still have these. But get new glasses. Yeah, how know, has right? your how how are those still your prescription? So I thought when I went in there, I'm like, I can still drive with them, but they're not great by mm. any means. So he he looks at them. And he's having me do a vision test with my glasses on. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's not going to do any good. These, these, this prescription is super old. And he, so he takes them and he goes, apparently they have a machine where they can put your lenses in and they can see what the prescription is. Sure, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he comes back. He goes, it's actually, he's like, it's really not that far off. It's like one point off. I'm oh, like, really? I'm like, has my vision really changed that slowly over the last 20 years? Yeah. I thought I'd have changed more than that, but whatever. It is giving me a little bit of a headache, though, because I'm so not used to so not used to looking, wearing your glasses. Yeah. Yeah, even that a- even that extra like six millimeters of space between your eyes and your lenses can throw you off a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but whatever. I'm getting skeeved out talking about eye stuff. Let's move on. That's fine. The people don't want to hear about my eye problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that you have <laughs> shitty eyes. That sucks. But what else have you had going on? Uh nothing. Um, still working on my uh, ooh. Working, working on, on your working ooh? working on my Stephen King uh, collection, oh, like boy. I mentioned last week. Okay, and still I told you, haven't read I, anything. Well, I told you I wanted to start from the beginning, so yeah. we were waiting until we found Carrie, okay. right? Okay. So I finally broke down. And I said I don't want to wait anymore. I found a copy online. It's it's a first edition. It's it's first uh, first run, mm-hmm. not first edition, but it's part of the first run. It's the book sure. club version. Like book clubs, we get different things or whatever. Okay. So it's from the era, not a first edition, whatever. Um, I mean, does it matter? No, 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 no. I uh, got it in got it in the mail though. The fucking person. I need to show you a picture of this because it's unfucking believable how badly people package things. Really? And this this absolutely took the cake for the worst package job I think that I have ever seen in my entire life. They wrapped just the book. They wrapped it in tissue paper. Put some tape on it. Let me see it. And sent it through the mail. Oh, that's how it came. Let me see it. Like the whole, the whole bottom of the the wrapping. Quote this unquote. was the package. Yes, that's it. The, that's it wasn't it. in a box. No. It was just wrapped nope. in tissue paper. They literally wrapped it in the thinnest paper they could possibly find. Find. You can see through it. <laughs> put put some tape on it. Put a shipping label on it and put it in the mail. That's hilarious. And did it come with this tear in it like this? Oh, yeah. So that, it was that's, basically... Yeah. Well, the spine... It was basically just open. The spine you... was all fucked up. It's wow. ripped. It's uh, like the spine was jacked up a little bit. The dust cover is ripped. I was like fucking pissed. You should contact the person. I did. And they haven't gotten back to me. Okay. 
So I, I left them negative uh, negative feedback. What a jackass. I mean, I only paid $10 for the book. So well, sure, if I had still. paid If I had paid more than that, I would have been way more pissed. Yeah. But even still, like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. I mean, a bubble mailer costs a dollar. Oh, it's so you know? stupid. It's so stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real shitty. So anyway, that's it. I, that's, uh, that's all of it. Right on. Yeah. I went to a wedding last night. Ooh, how was that? That was very nice. We were at, um, <laughs> I, I can't. It's, I can't remember. I think it's just called One Campus Marshes, the One mm-hmm. Campus Marshes mm-hmm. building. Have you been there? In, I've been. I've been to Campus Marshes. I don't think I've been in the building though. When I walked in, it's I in re- uh, downtown Detroit, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's on you know like right in Campus Marshes. Well, I know, um, but the people listening, don't yeah, know. the people listening don't <laughs> matter to me. I mean, yes, they do. You're all very important to me. But uh, so I went in and I I was looking around. And I was like, oh, this is an awesome place, and. And I looked up and I realized I had been there once before in my life and I was very drunk and that's why I didn't recognize it at first. And it was because <laughs> it was after a pedal pub and I needed to find a bathroom like real bad. So the bathroom looked familiar, so I just, but nothing So else. I just took off walking. Which it was the worst. Like, I think this might have been the night where all of us got split up in Detroit and it was, you know, like our friend Nicole ended up finding my wife just wandering around the streets. <laughs> um as happens yeah as (laughs) as happens sometimes um but i i I remembered it because there's a giant i guess like an art installation it almost looks like paper airplanes like colored paper airplanes hanging from the ceiling Uh and it's one of those buildings where you can see like the if you're in the foyer area the all the floors are built around the center so the center you can just see straight up to the top of the building you know this sounds like a bad acid trip, not going to lie. There's paper airplanes, different colors falling from the ceiling, well, and, then, and you can see up to heaven. Well, and then usually there's water <laughs> that drips down on these paper airplane things, and then the last one is probably still about 70 feet in the air, and then the water falls off of that and then hits the floor. That's just the acid dripping. It's <laughs> it's really cool. But anyway, the um, the wedding, it was Aaron's cousin, uh, and we were up on the 16th floor looking out over the city, and... It was just awesome. The weather was perfect. It had a big like wraparound balcony around the building. Drank too many old fashions. Yep, that'll happen. And uh, danced despite my knee not being in great shape. I was doing like the Russian, you know, like that. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh, like yeah. the squat down and the pop up sure thing. That's great for you. Because knee. Aaron's cousin told me to. <laughs> Did you also do the worm? No, that'd I didn't. Be great for your knees. No, I didn't do the worm. <laughs> the worm would have been better because. Takes all the pressure off the knees. You no, know? no, because when you jump into the air to hit the floor, you land with your knees. What? You get you. Go, you you don't land on your knees. Sure you do. No. Oh yeah. Watch, doing... watch professionals do it. They land on their knees. You're doing it wrong. No. You don't no. land on your. You don't land on your knee. You land at an angle so that you're you roll but your knees, off. Of but your the... knees ultimately take that first hit, even if you're hitting on an angle. No. No. Yeah. No, your chest should be taken. You land on your chest first. We don't need to argue the <laughs> physics of the worm, okay? It's I didn't do the worm. I did the Russian thing, and I, I felt fine. My knee felt fine. Today, my knee's been like, oh, you know, of course. I can barely walk, but it is what it is. I had fun, drank a lot. Hey, my knees hurt. <laughs> and now I'm drinking beers. There you go. And I like it. It's a pain reliever. And you're day hungover, apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm not day hungover. It's just one of those things where like, you start drinking a little bit, even if you had just one, you know? Yeah. And you got to keep it going, uh-huh. especially if it's like too early in the morning. Sure. Because you may have had brandy with breakfast. That sounds <laughs> sounds an awful lot like alcoholism. <laughs> Listen, I had to prove that the boy was mine, okay? 
The boy was yours? Had to prove it. What are you talking about? I was with Brandy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, a, I knew. That's a 90s joke for all you kids. I was like, what? how does Brandy and Monica fit into this whole thing? But I get you. I, I see where you're coming from. But, but yeah, um, that's uh, that's all I've had going on. Yeah. We got uh, something coming up, but I can't. Oh, our zoo trip next week. Oh, hey, zoo trip. Hopefully we can all stay healthy, knock on wood, because we did have uh, one of our friends who was over on Memorial Day who ended up testing positive for COVID, but luckily... Well, I would hope that you're okay with that for next week coming up, being that I'm here with you now. I cannot stress enough that I do not give a shit about <laughs> you, dude. I don't. In fairness, you're on, we, we already talked about this. We're, uh, we're actually recording on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, because we wanted to give it an extra couple days. This is day six. Well, that and I just had, so, a, I had a lot to do to yeah. prepare for my folks being here to watch my kids. and Yeah. This is oh, day, and then this I is got day to, six after. We're good. Got to hang out with my folks this weekend also, so that's always good. Yeah. You know. You know, so and anyway, that's it. Uh, oh, hi, I don't, Brandon. I don't. It's Sunday, and I don't know where we go from here. Let's get into some corrections from last week. Nice. Uh, I, I, I honestly forgot. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, the only correction that I have is just something stupid that I said. I said that it was Maker's forty-seven. It's Maker's forty-six that you were drinking last week. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a dumb idiot. Um, and while we were, while I was listening to the rest of the episode, there were some other things that I thought about that were probably wrong, but I didn't write them down. So chances are, if you listened to last week's episode, all like four of you, um, and you heard us get something wrong, we yeah, we heard it, didn't write it down. So yeah. just uh, you can fuck off. And if for all, this week, and, if, and, and if all four of you who <laughs> listen to it didn't bring it to our attention then yeah. shame on you yeah shame on you fault. pricks but thanks for listening <laughs> um so anyway since that's the only correction for this it week is. this week what we watched was can't remember the name of it scare package <laughs> i'm telling you dude i'm scattered from a long weekend uh so we watched scare package a, Just horror, one. a horror anthology Yep. So it's one, but it's also nine. It's one, but also nine. It's, it's a movie that I've wanted to do, actually, for a while. Uh, the problem is, is that as far as anthologies go, it's a long anthology. Right. So I figured, like, butting that up with another movie would always be kind of difficult. So when we talked about maybe doing a little lighter of a week and just do one movie this week, it seemed perfect. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Um, Plus, so it's a good one with Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob. Come on. Can't go wrong. But man, Which extends the movie to almost three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, it wasn't. No, it was like two and a half. It was like two fourteen. No, it was longer than that. No. Yeah. It's it was a hundred. Squab- it was we're squabbling over minutes. It was right? hundred forty four <laughs> minutes. That's two hours and twenty four minutes. So almost okay. So two and a half hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. What are we drinking? Um, so this week we are drinking Moosehead Grapefruit Rattler yeah. beer with a twist. Yeah. Um, there's no write-up for it. Oh, really? And that's, oh. I saw on the can earlier that there was words, and I didn't pay attention well, to what But why don't you do a quick Googly search, yeah. and I will tell the people why this fits. Yeah, okay. Um, the, uh, the proprietor of Rad Chad's Horror Emporium, Rad Chad, I can only imagine drinks Rad Radlers. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, his name is in the name. Rad Chad. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. I didn't know That's where it. you were going with this one, to be honest with That's, you. But I, I figured like, I figured you had something. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a beer that like really, really fit. So next week, 
I kind of feel like I have to knock it out of the park. You gotta fucking nail it. I gotta nail it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't find anything, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a grapefruit. A, it's a grapefruit rattler. From, and it's Canadian from Moosehead. So it's Canadian. So there you go. I like Canadians. I like Canadians. They're, they're very nice people. Clean, industrious. Um, um, not so free. Not so. Not so free. They don't like guns very much. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, um, but uh, the, yeah, they love labels. <laughs> Do they love labels? <laughs> they have labeling people things, and then putting you in jail or fining you if you don't abide by those labels. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the best way to go. Well, that's just the Canadian way, eh? I really don't. I don't. Uh, I I don't like Justin Trudeau. Is that I, his name? Yeah, I like Justin Trudeau. I think he goes off the deep end, though. <clears throat> I think Canada is too Canadian for their own good sometimes. He just seems like, I don't know, he, he seems, he, he's like, he's like super nice and soft-spoken, and I think that that's, I think that's shifty. I think it's shifty. Hey, now, don't you go talking about our Trudeau like that, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Plus, ah, I think he's a good dude. Plus, not to mention, you know, if you're going to get mad about somebody at some point in time doing blackface in America, then you also kind of have to get mad at the prime minister of Canada for doing blackface like 30 times. Ah, no. See, <laughs> up in Canada, eh, that's that's just a badge of honor. You know, that's just uh, it, uh, that's just uh, that's just what. Yeah, I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my little koozie thing? I can't I find know. it. Where's your koozie thing? Um, is this mine or yours? That is yours. I'm talking about my leather sleeve. Oh, your leather sleeve. Yeah. Cock sleeve. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Dude, you should make those ones call them cup sleeves. Cup sleeves? Why? Cock sleeves. What? Where are you going? <laughs> call them cuptums. No, that's dumb. Oh, okay. Candoms? Can- candoms. candoms. Oh, my God, dude. There's got to be a thing. There's got to be a candom well, already. Well, a koozie is a candom. Well, there's got to be uh, an actual koozie that looks like a condom that's called a candom, right? I think you got to make a batch of leathers. Hey, uh, grab Instead me a... Of rubbers, you're putting leathers on them, James. Hey, grab me a candom over there. <laughs> and that would actually be... That would be closer to the original condom, too. Being that, the, orig- being that the original condom was, uh, you know, like sheep intestine. Yeah. So, ew. You know, it would be a lot easier. I feel like it'd be a lot easier to just make it out of a sheep's dick. <laughs> I mean, it's already there. Just cut the skin just, off the just dick? Just skin the dick. <laughs> Don't sheep have, like, weird forked penises or something, though? Yeah, that could be fun. Oh. It's, it's forked for her pleasure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Um, let's All right. drink this beer yeah, and stop uh, talking cheers, about sir. sheep penis. <laughs> cheers, bud. It smells good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Smells real mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's juicy. Oh, my. Well, that's juicy, eh? That hits you right in the... Uh, that's all. It's real grapefruity. That hits you right in the juice button, doesn't it? <laughs> really gets the old salivary glands going. Wow. that's This is practically juice. What did we have... Was it two weeks ago? There was something that was like practically juice, too. It was like orange juice. It was like orange and something, and it was super juicy. Yeah, what was that? What was that? I don't remember. I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, we've had a lot of... My, my memory doesn't go back two weeks, so... <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know what we did for the show last week. Um, I I don't know. It doesn't matter either. My my memory is my my memory is one week at a time, and that's it. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, this is delicious though. Tastes very. It's very juicy. It's very it's like, grapefruity, it's, which is, I mean, you know, is which is what you would it's expect. A, it's a rattler. It's a rattler. It's only four percent though. Come on, Canada. Aww. Come on. Um, is it Moosehead that? It used to be really hard to find in the states. Yeah, you, like can, find would, it. you can find it everywhere. Well, you can probably. find it everywhere. Yeah, I remember Carney always. T- I think it was Moosehead that Carney would always talk about that he, because he went to um, LSSU, mm-hmm. Lake State, and they would always go over to, uh, they'd go across the border 
to go drinking when they were 19 at this place called Foggy Notions, which is what a great name, an amazing name yeah. for a bar. I went there one time with them. It was a really cool place, but he would always go and drink Moosehead because it was like the only place you could get it. Gotcha. Pretty sure it was Moosehead. He'll correct me if it wasn't. Gotcha. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. Uh, that's what we're talking about there, eh? So let's get into nope. the bleed feed. What? James. What? James. Oh. Sound the alarms. Oh, no. Oh, no. We got a new segment, baby. <laughs> you didn't tell me where this was going to go. <laughs> You gotta fucking. That's part of the fun. You gotta clue me in on these things. That's All part right. of the fun. All right, we All right. got a we got a new segment. Um, well, it's kind of an old segment. It is kind of an old segment. New if, format. If you're familiar with our YouTube channel, you would know that we did a, a show for a little while called, um, or a segment, if you will, called Trailer Trashed, and uh, where not we... to be confused with Trailer Trash because that would be offensive, right? <laughs> to my family, yeah, <laughs> I take it personally. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, we used to do trailer trashed where we would sit and watch trailers and get a little trashed. Oh, yeah. And we would talk about those trailers and we would drink the whiskey and we would do the thing. And so, it was fun. And then COVID happened. COVID happened and, and we, we had to stop we, being in the room together. So that made video. We could have, we, we probably could have. Honestly, we could have figured it out, but it, let, we were too lazy. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we do. It's, we, we're not problem solvers per se. Yeah. Um, so no. no. But the thing is this, every week there are dozens of trailers that are released. So I think it's only fair that we pick one every week. And we pick one out of the dozens. We pick one that has come out in that week, in the past week, and I show it to James. Yeah. James, typically speaking, will not know what it is. Correct. He will be reacting blind. Don't typically have the fin- my finger on the pulse typically over not. here. No, so. no, 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 no. So uh, <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna watch a trailer. I don't. We're not gonna watch it live because that would be boring. We can. I can well, that's what we used. That's what we used to do with the um, during the video c- format. Yeah, because it's a little more fun because you can actually see what we're watching. But we might edit this down. You might actually hear it. You might not. We might edit it down. This to is a where... work in progress live on the air. Yeah. Because that's that's just how we run this we show. We don't talk about things typically before we do them, <laughs> which is why this show is such a mess. We're like a captain that takes his first voyage out before they've waterproofed the ship. Right. So he's just scrambling to like squirt stuff in the holes as as he's sinking. Squirt stuff you in know, the holes, and, man. And if, and if eventually the, the, the boat floats, then you know it was a winner. Yeah. If the boat rights itself and only a handful of people have died... We consider it a W. Yeah. So, so, so consider this. I think I killed your. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I think uh, consider this our the maiden voyage of our ship with holes in it. That's and a... now we have to squirt stuff in the holes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Let's squirt, baby. Let's squirt. <laughs> All right, James. Here this we is a go. great shot, by the way. Ooh, that's very nice. <laughs> this camera angle from the old rotary phone. We're watching Intruder right now. No, no, no. We're not watching Intruder. We're watching I'm, the trailer. No, we're watching We're watching the movie Intruder, but we're about to watch the trailer for another movie. This is so confusing. Shut the fuck up. I was just making a comment about Sam Raimi's amazing directorial styles. Yeah, Stylings. It was basically the toilet shot. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, let's watch. All right. Are, are uh, you going to announce what this is? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, James, this is what we are watching this week. Uh... It's the first episode of it, so why not go uh, go all out with a trailer that nobody can really watch? <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Because uh, this is a leaked trailer. You got a special hookup uh, or something? I, I do. It's called the internet. Oh. Um, this is the leaked trailer for Prey. Oh, so we're going to... The new 
Predator movie. So we're going to be pirates about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dickles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not the movie. They're not losing money on so this. So this is for what? Prey? This is for Prey. Oh, the, the new, new Predator the movie? The Predator movie. Dope. That First Nations, uh, Comanche, whatever people's... <laughs> versus Some, predators <laughs> somehow i somehow i feel like it's more offensive for you to just sort of wave your arms and just say words yeah well you know <laughs> you know the first nations comanches lakota i don't i don't whatever. know i don't know i'm white all right uh just this say is, it's a <laughs> it's native americans and the predator yeah that there that. you go yeah that's good cool all right so uh we're going to watch it real quick and then we'll be back so uh pause it Pause it. If you can find it, go watch it. I promise you in, in the weeks to come, this will be a lot easier to find. Where did you find it? Um, I just did a Google search for it. Oh, so... But it's being taken down everywhere, so okay. good luck trying to find so it. So get it quick. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two seconds. All right. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can. All right, James. Yeah. So that was Prey. Yeah, dude. Dude. Looks sick. I, I've been excited for this movie ever since they said that they're going back and doing like a, almost like a, it's not really a period piece. I guess it is a period piece. Uh, yeah, of course it um, is. It's not what I expected, though. For some reason, I expected it to be more like Apocalypto, where there's going to be very little dialogue. Oh, I really? thought that would be way more effective. Like very little dialogue. When there was dialogue, it would be in subtitles. Like, I want that movie. Yeah. This looks amazing. Don't yep. get me wrong. There's also, it looks like Westerners in the movie, um, which I didn't expect that to be in it. I There's just, like Westerners with uh, rifles and stuff uh, yeah. that oh, were also yeah. fighting. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect that, but- Say Westerners? Well, yeah. The hell are you doing? Not Westerners. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, what Europeans? Yeah, Europeans. There you go. <laughs> Westerners. I think they'd be East. settlers settlers that's Set, the word settlers settlers yeah uh, i didn't expect that i thought it was going to be f- just full-on like native americans but hey literally all America. you've seen of this movie f- for like the past two years is just that really cool cover art yeah pretty much So what would make you make all of these assumptions about it oh because i've played it in my head okay <laughs> i've written the movie in my head no it looks sweet though um everything i i love the i love the angle of going back um it's like and especially, you know, like with the Native Americans, uh, their survival, their hunting and tracking skills mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But on a very bare bones sort of level, like where they make all of their own weapons and everything. Yep. Pitted up against the predator who has the most high tech gadgetry and weaponry that you could possibly imagine. I like how she takes her hatchet <laughs> at one point and like uh, ties a, a rope around it so she can throw it. It was like and, a dagger. And then like retrieve it. It was a dagger. Was it a dagger? I think it was a dagger. Okay. Well, <clears throat> even still though, it's fucking sweet. But when we first started, I was like, this movie looks cool even without the presence of the predator because yeah. uh, she's out hunting a bear and then the bear like charges at her and she hits it with one arrow and then she it looks like she crawls into like a deadfall or almost like a beaver dam or something like that and then the bear's coming in after her. that looked like a cool movie just on its own but then, but then the bear suddenly <laughs> the bear drops just dead, fucking drops dead and then it's floating in yeah. midair because the predator is fucking completely invisible dude it's so bad and then when you hear that that first there's that first shot of the predator like kind of silhouetted in the smoke or the fog or whatever it is and you hear the like I can't do it. How do you do it? I can't you used, do it. You used to be able to do it. There it that, is. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> when you hear that the first time, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Got chills. And then you see the the three dots on the guy's head at one point. Like, that's so, I'm, that's um, so cool. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm here for it. I'm very excited. Looks very. Ac- it looks action-packed. 
It looks, uh, looks action packed. It looks action packed, man. It looks bloody. It looks like it's gonna be badass. So on a scale of dope to nope, <laughs> I'm gonna just... say I'm gonna say it looks dope. Looks dope, man. <laughs> it should probably be from nope to dope. From nope to dope, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you start off at the lower and you go to the sure. higher. Yeah. Sure. Nope that. to dope, baby. It's uh, it's dope. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna give it a dope positive. <laughs> dope positive. <laughs> Sounds like an STD. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the straight illest. <laughs> so apparently, this segment will be taking place in the late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Perfect. I'm gonna give it the illin and trillin. Um. Well. Uh, but speaking of which, the the DJ at the wedding last night, so bad. Oh yeah, Nolan Biscuit. <laughs> First of all, no limp biscuit. <laughs> That's it. He tried to scratch all the time. Ooh. But like over songs that shouldn't have scratching. First like, of all, like listen. Celine Dion. If you're the one of the four people listening to this and you are a wedding DJ, don't scratch. Nobody cares about your 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 actual DJ skills at a wedding. Every night in my dreams. I hear you. I see you. I'd pay to It was just it was really, really bad. And then he played the same he played the same song twice within four songs. Yeah. So Oh, there you go. So uh, I'm gonna should I say his name? No. I'm gonna say his name. I'm going to say his name, because it's also a terrible DJ name. DJ Danny D, if you're listening to this, find a new job, bud. <laughs> well, anyway, that was your maiden voyage of Trailer Trashed, and uh, a public service Oh, is that what we were doing? To not hire Danny D. Mm. <laughs> DJ Danny D. DJ Danny D. He also said representing at one time, so, you know, <laughs> that's why... Oh, that's why I brought it up, because I said we're going back to the early... Early 2000s for this one. Who says representing anymore? Oh, God. All right. Anyway, yeah. That was uh, that was our first audio trailer trashed. We'll yep. see how it sounds when we when Mike edits the episode. And It'll be good. Promise. We'll uh, we'll we'll probably get some feedback from our uh, from our resident critic, Josh, over at the <laughs> Buddy Good Film Podcast. So we pretty much make this show for you now, Josh. That's. I essentially like his his tips are what shapes our show. So yeah, so thanks. His tip shapes your show. Yeah, (laughs) hey oh, the show is shaped around his tip. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That's trailer trashed. Let's get into the bleed feed. James, uh, unless there's something that I missed, I don't have any deaths this week. Oh, my. I don't think there's anybody I missed. Really? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we could talk about the absolutely horrific tragedy that took place, which there was a lot of deaths. Well, yeah. Which everybody knows about at this point. Yeah, everybody's, um, everybody knows about that. We don't need to... Yeah, that which... This is a place that you come to... Exactly. Forget about the world for a little while, so... Unless we have deaths to talk about. Right. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Right. Uh, well, speaking of something that's never killed mm-hmm. anyone, hey, Pennywise, the story of It uh, trailer has nice dropped for, uh, <laughs> for Screambox, which is the documentary about the making of It. Question. Uh, yes. Why didn't we watch this for Trailer Trashed? Um, it's a documentary. I don't know because we know, know everything about Penny. Well, we don't yeah, know everything, but, but, you but know. it's it. And yeah, I'm currently true. obvious. Oh, since last week, you're ovulating. Week. 
No, <laughs> I wish. Um, no, last uh, we since the last show, I have since started my yearly listening of it. Oh yeah, how so, many hours into it are you? Uh, twelve. So that's about what six pages? It's about uh, that's it's close to one third of the way through, right? Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Right. Making good time this well, year. Well, 15, 15 hours, I guess, would be. It's a forty-five hour book, so. <sighs> it's just so. Who good, has dude. the time? Um, says, says me. me who wants to read yeah. all of King. <laughs> You're Dude, never going bought, to, by the way. I picked up a copy of Under the Dome, which mm-hmm. arguably might be his longest book. That's a weapon. That's not a book. That's a big book. That is a weapon. That's a big book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Pennywise, the story of it. Uh, we have a date for it, finally. Uh, it will premiere on Screenbox July 26th. Oh, so you really? don't have to wait that much longer for it. Uh, that's very cool. Uh, Screenbox is... Um, it's just an online streaming service. Uh, I believe it's through Dread Central, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but yeah, that's going to be... I think it's free. I think. I should have uh, looked into this more. Uh, let's find out. On, wait, the, on the fly here. Way to, um, way to really do your research. Yeah, well, since free. you're doing it on the fly, uh, the, no, complete, free. the complete know. uncut edition of The Stand is considered to be the King's longest standalone work. Oh, with really? With 1,152 pages. Okay. Surpassing King's It, which has 1,138 Gotcha. I think that it is free. You have to make a you have to make a account for it, but I'm pretty sure Screenbox is free. Oh, cool. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, I will correct it next week. But uh, boom, there you go. Sign up for it. Very cool. Very cool. You know what's very cool? Me. Spiders. Sand spiders. Yeah. I like spiders. I don't. I I do. You know what else? You is don't very... like spiders. I do. You know. You know what else? Well, not on me, but I like them. I think they're cool. I think they're interesting. Okay. I think I think they make for great movies. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I also like what the Happy Death Day movies. Yeah, we both like those. Yeah. So how fucking sweet is it that we are getting an arachnophobia remake being written and directed by the guy that made Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you? Yep. Yep. I'm yep. here for it. Uh, I will absolutely riot if John Goodman does not reprise his role. As the exterminator. Oh well, of course. I will be very, very upset about that. Of course. Um, but yeah. Here the we go. Uh, have you seen the poster art for this? Oh no, that somebody I posted. I didn't realize that there was. Oh, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Okay, find it and show it to me. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's a. Uh, uh, Are you sure it's real? I think so. I think somebody posted it on Hollow Weekly or something like that. Okay. Um, it's an X-ray of a person's chest. And then it says, up at the top, it says arachnophobia. And then it says, what's got into you? And then inside the person's x-ray of their chest, you can see like hundreds of baby spiders. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not real, being that a Google search doesn't pull it up anywhere. Really? Yeah. All right. But it sounds cool, James. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's a a fan-made poster, then it was really cool. Um yeah, I want to go ahead and say it was probably fan-made, but that sounds yeah, pretty badass. Yeah, you might be right. But uh, filmmaker Christopher Landon will be directing it. Uh, he's done great work on the Death Day movies, so I'm I'm pumped about it. I think it's perfect, too. Like, that brand of, like, sort of horror comedy lightheartedness, that's kind of what he does. So I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, but fucking spiders, though, dude. <laughs> Ooh, gross. Uh, okay, what's not gross? Who doesn't love uh, hot chicks missing limbs? Ew! Oh, that's all right, I guess. <laughs> Uh, filming has officially begun on Mad Max Fury Road prequel, Furiosa. 
Hot chick's missing limbs? Yeah. Is she missing a limb yeah. in the movie? Charlize Theron. She's missing an arm. Is she? Yeah. I don't remember that. I've only that? seen my, I've only seen Fury Road once, and I was I was probably drinking when I watched it. This is what it. we were talking about. Finger not on the pulse. Yeah. Just just not there. Sorry about uh, that. Yeah, Furiosa, uh, who was played by Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road. This is the prequel that is going to be starring Anna Taylor-Joy as the titular character. Right on. And uh, we'll probably find out how she lost her arm. Uh, but this has been a long, long oh, time in the making. Oh, she's playing Furiosa, yeah. you said? Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be, this has been a long time in the making. Uh, they put it off for a while, but they are finally filming it. Uh, it has an, a release date right now of May 24th, 2024. Okay. So it's a bit away still, but uh, I'm still over it. Or uh, all over it. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> it's also starring Chris Hemsworth. I didn't realize that. Oh, cool. That's fun. I didn't know that. Um, let's see here. Uh, another movie that we keep talking about, or not movie, series rather, that we keep talking about is the uh, the Twisted Metal series yeah. that is coming to Peacock. And uh, we have more casting news on that of the character of Sweet Tooth, our favorite carnage clown. Obviously. Right? Everybody's. Um, so well, this is a twofer. Favorite Carnage well, clown in that I mean. universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. This is a twofer, because apparently we're getting a different actor to play the live action version, and then a different actor to voice him. Oh. So Will Arnett has been cast to voice Sweet Tooth. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's an interesting choice. I know that he is a man of many talents, so I'm sure he'll be fine at it. I could, yeah, he, yeah. Now, you might not know who the other person is, but the person that was cast to play the character like on screen is AEW professional wrestler Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I'm going to look he him was, up. Uh, he was in uh, <clears throat> WWE a whole bunch. Uh, he started his, uh, he started in TNA and Ring of Honor back in the day. He's been all over the map. Oh, okay. But he's uh, he's a big, big brute of a man. Yeah, I'm looking at him. This is not... I mean, I, I'll, I'll be... I'm totally open to see where he's going to take the character. That's not what I pictured... That's not like the body type that I would have pictured Sweet Tooth being. I don't you know, know what I mean? Sweet Tooth always looks like a big dude. Look at this picture. <clears throat> Does he? Look at this picture of Sweet Tooth. You can uh, totally see him. Well, that's like a new. That's like I'm talking about like the original. Well, I guess you, I guess you really never saw the actual drivers. Just just in like the player select screen. Yeah, much. That's it. Um. Yeah, that'll be cool. Big hulking dude, though. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm all about that. Um. Yeah, James. <clears throat> Yeah. Speaking of big hulking dudes, <laughs> there's a transition for okay. you. Uh, this Halloween, there's a new creep show comic book coming out. Okay. For all you comic lovers out there. Why you say that? Like you don't love comics? No, I'm just trying to figure out how it man or it, it merges from big beefy dudes into <laughs> creep show comics. Okay. I shit the bed on that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a brand new creep show comic book is, uh, series is launching this Halloween. It's gonna be a five issue series starting September 21st because everyone knows the Halloween season starts in September. Of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty cool. It's going to be an anthology comic book and um, it's a creep show. Okay. So what's not to like? If you're into comics like me, I'll be picking it up. Cool. You should pick it up too. I won't. All right. I'll just read yours. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that I'm looking at pictures of like the character of Sweet Tooth, yeah, he totally fits the... Right? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. Yep, for sure. All right. Uh, speaking of things that are for sure, what can I for sure watch on Laser Ray? <laughs> oh... <laughs> You are on tonight. <laughs> I can't tell that you're day hungover at all. From Universal Pictures Home Entertainment, coming to digital on June 6th and 4K Ultra HD Collector's Edition and Blu-ray Collector's Edition and DVD on June 7th is the 2022 film The Northman. Um, I, I noticed that all over Bloody Disgusting, they're, 
they're now every time they say Blu-ray, they have to put a little TM next to it. Did you notice that? No, I did not. It's weird. That's I don't, stupid. I I think that's new. I don't think that they ever did that before. Does somebody own the copyright on Blu-ray now? Well, I mean, well, somebody must. But well, yeah, the term Blu-ray is a is a trademarked thing. That's it. I'm going back to HD DVD, baby. It's just weird though. It's just <laughs> it's just weird though that they have to like. I wonder if they actually have to put that on there now. That's um, stupid. With a huge cast, including Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Clace Bang. Not Anya. Anna. No, it's Anya. No, it's not. It's Anna Taylor-Joy. It's spelled A-N-Y-A. The Y is silent. Why? No one knows. Are you just are you just making this I up? I actually always thought it was Anna Taylor-Joy. I was going to say, when you said her name during... Uh, I think that it during is. During the Furiosa thing. I think it's Anna Taylor-Joy. It's Anya, dude. It's spelled. It we're gonna we're, okay. This is a correction for next week. We'll fight over it. It's it's spelled A N Y A though. Who the hell would pronounce that Anna? I don't know. Nobody. Scandinavians. Nobody. That's who. Um, Anya Taylor Joy. Nicole Kidman. Clay S Bung. Ethan Hauke. Willem Dafoe. And Bajork. The Northman Collector's Edition. Did I did I say all those right? Well, you actually said Bajork's name <laughs> Bajork. right. Bajork. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody, Bajork. <laughs> the Northman Collector's Edition will feature deleted and extended scenes, six featurettes, and commentary with co-writer and director Robert Edgeress. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. And... The Eggman himself. Yeah, the Eggman. He is the Eggman. Uh, Scream Factory has announced that Child's Play will be the next franchise to receive the 4K Ultra HD treatment. Child's Play 1, 2, and 3 will be coming to 4K on August 16th and can be purchased individually or as part of a special bundle. You know how I love a special bundle. Oh, yeah. The complete ShoutFactory.com bundle includes all three movies with special edition slipcovers, a five-and-a-half-inch tall charred Chucky NECA action figure, which is limited to 4,000 units, Limited edition rolled posters of the original theatrical artwork for all three films. Two additional slipcovers featuring artwork from Devin Whitehead uh, for Child's Play 2 and 3, plus two posters of the new artwork, which uh, are both awesome. Um, three limited edition, limited edition postcards and an enamel pin set, which will feature the art of Matthew Skiff, which are limited to 1,000 units. And uh, these releases are... Um, Available for pre-order at ShoutFactory.com with the complete special edition bundle coming in at around $211. $211? Which one are you looking at? That's not bad considering... Well, I'm on the site right now. Which one was the crazy special edition one? Um, The one that I just the said The one with everything. all the movies, the two extra slip covers, the charred Chucky doll, and the posters? Yeah. That's $153.90 and it comes to like $160 after. No, look to the left. Yeah. There's another one that was like two ten ninety three. I think you're lying to me. No, I think you're lying to me, James. No, I, no. I'd be able to figure it out if your, if your internet went faster. <laughs> My internet sucks. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I'm always right. No. Um, stop. You're just. I do like the new uh, the new art though for two and three. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, Devin Whitehead people, is an amazing artist. A lot of people f- hate the new art that they did for the first movie. I like it. 
I don't uh, understand the hate that it gets. The new art for the first movie? Yeah, on a, on a lot. Well, no, it's like when, when they first released it back in the day, it was the new art then. So it's the old new art now. Okay. But um, but I like it though. A lot of people online, they were talking about this. Like, well, they put the shitty, that shitty slipcover they made for the first movie. Why didn't they redo it? it what does it look like? Um, I mean, go to the, the site. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it this one? The that one right there? No, no, no. no. Oh, that's that's the bitch. shit one. That uh, it's this one. That's not shit. That one's yeah, cool. It's, no, it's, it's this one. What? It's this one. Look. Let me see. That one. I can't see. Yeah. That is not. That's not. It's not shitty. That's not shitty, but no, it's, it's also that's not old. Yeah, it is. I is I've, it? I've owned it for a few years. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Point is, this one's it's not, not sh- shitty. The one that I just showed you is not shitty though. You're, eh, sh- you're that's shitty. That's the that's the crappy studio one they put out. That's not the Screen Factory cover. Listen, I will kill you eventually. That's fine. So, all, all right. right. Anyway, I, that's it. My... Yeah, that's it for blues. You done? Yes. You done? I just said I was done. All right. Um, so, in the best news of the week, uh, it's uh, we love '90s, right? No. And what was the best thing about being a kid in the '90s? Nothing. Uh, it was when Pixie Stick, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out with a new line of action figures based on something to do with pop culture. Okay. Right? Sure. Of which there were many. Right. And the best ones were always the ones where it was like the monsters version, right? Yeah. Well, fucking the good people at NECA are bringing it back. Okay. And we have a Universal Monsters XTMNT line coming out. Oh. And uh, they just released a look at the new Splinter, and that is Splinter Van Helsing. Really? And it's fucking amazing. I'm looking it up. Look it up. It's great. Uh, also in this line is the, uh, if you're, if you're into toy collecting, I would highly recommend getting these cause they look amazing. But the other, uh, characters in the line is Leonardo as the Wolfman, Raphael as the mummy, Michelangelo as Frankenstein's monster, Donatello as Dracula, April as the bride of Frankenstein, and then another Leonardo as the creature from the Black Lagoon, Michelangelo as the invisible man, and Donatello as the Metaluna mutant, whatever that is. You know they have pictures of all those, right? Oh, I have not seen those. Yeah. Oh, look at me yeah. not knowing what I'm talking yeah. about. Listen, I'm just excited for this. I'm not a toy collector, but these are pretty badass. These are dope. I'm yeah. looking at the uh, Leo as the hunchback. Did you see the Splinter one? Yeah, I saw Splinter. It's sweet, dude. That yeah, one's the dope. coolest one. Very cool. Very cool. Because it's the only one that I've seen. See, the problem is, though, <laughs> like these are co- these are collect co- collector's pieces. Oh, sure. You know? Sure. Like, But it's also a toy, you know? I mean, that, that all depends, though. Are it's you just, team keep it in the box, or are you team open it and enjoy it? Well, see, that's what it... These are... These, to me, specifically seem like they're made... Because they're probably expensive as shit, too, right? Um, um, I'm not sure. Like, these seem like they're meant to leave in the box as collector, but it's, it's, it just seems like such a cruel thing to do. No, I... But this is also... You're not buying this for a kid, unless your kid's a collector. You're buying this because you're an adult who never made it past the 90s not to go <laughs> not to go on a tear here. was it was that a was that a a, a slight nope yeah no, it was no yeah. it wasn't oh yeah it was no yeah i'm knocking i'm knocking you oh yeah grow well, up oh okay you piece of shit no no i'm just joking okay i'm joking um, little diversion here uh i'm dealing a lot in vhs tapes right now right because i'm selling off a big part of my collection and uh one of the big things right now in the vhs collecting world is buying Blue. sealed mm. tapes okay People want this big markets for them. You know the way that they grade comic books and stuff? Uh, uh-huh. They're grading VHS tapes now. Yeah. And there are certain tapes that are the old original classic tapes that if they're still sealed in the original 
manufacturer's shrink wrap with, uh, like, if it's a Paramount tape, they'll have, like, a Paramount stamp going down, like, the side of it or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They sell for tens of thousands of dollars. What? And I'm not even kidding. Why? It's insane. (laughs) And there's this big debate right now between collectors of whether or not you are team get it graded, you want it sealed, or team I fucking buy it because I want to watch it. Right. Right? Um, Now, I think there's a world where both can exist. Sure. Personally, I, I like the idea of keeping it pristine and getting it graded so that nothing can happen to it because it preserves... It's. I mean, let's be honest. VHS like box art and the format. It's a lost art, right? It's gonna. Be, it's gonna go the wayside. Sure. Sooner or later, as well, as time goes on, things are getting lost. But there, well, no, but like, like there's a huge resurgence in like poster art and stuff now. But I'm talking. I don't about, think that's gonna go. No, away. but I'm talking about. But I'm talking about those original things. Though, sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I understand it from that point of view. But but the other part of it is where I kind of fall mostly. I buy stuff to enjoy it. See, I'm I think, not gonna buy something sealed because I'm gonna want to open it and then watch it. I think that that to me is the difference between a collector and just a huge fan of because I, because yes, you collect things, but you're not like you're not a collector for the sake of collecting. I think there's a difference between a collector and a historian. I think the people that, that, well, that now now I think you're getting a big head. No, about it. no, no. I, can I, can I, can I'm, a, I'm well, a historian. No, you're you right. No, you're right. That's that's a bad way of putting it. <laughs> you sound like but an like, asshole. But there is a difference in people that I mean, they're both collectors. Like both types of people are collectors. It just depends on why you're collecting. <clears throat> yeah. No. You know. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. But like, like I have some really expensive pieces in my collection. Sure. But they're not sealed. I have a couple sealed things that. Because I have them, I probably won't open them. Yeah. Just because I can sell them, <laughs> quite sure. frankly. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I it's don't... a weird debate that's going on a whole bunch right now. And yeah. Part, I'm not... the, the whole the whole open or or keep closed uh, action figure thing <clears throat> is another debate between in that world. You yeah. Know? Me so. personally, if I were to buy these, I would take them out of the box. I would too. I wouldn't necessarily play with them. I'd display them. Now, I would but keep like, the boxes. Like our buddy Rob, his basement that he's like he buys this kinds of stuff, kinds of stuff and then he takes it out of the box and then he displays it in his basement and it looks yeah. awesome. He's an out of box collector. Right. Yeah. Um he's like a museum set up in his basement. Yeah, though. It's incredible. It's pretty wild. Um no, I would keep the boxes though. That's the thing. I wouldn't get rid of the boxes. I, I might take them out to display them, but then when the time comes, I can package them back up and still have the original housing and all that stuff. Would you keep the box with the intention, like with the idea that someday you might sell it? Is that yeah. why you're keeping yeah, probably. the box? Probably, yeah. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, you look at any old toys now, like old video games. Yeah. They're always worth more when you have the box. The old Super Nintendo and Nintendo games, a lot of people bought those. They opened, the, they opened them up, took the game out, and threw the box away. So that's why okay. a loose game is usually worth like if fifty to seventy five percent less than the complete. All right, box so version. so two things. So it's like I said, it's a difference between a collector and like a, a fan. I'm gonna amend that a little bit. It's the difference between a collector and an investor. That's a because fair point. the yeah. question I just asked you: Why would you keep the box with the intention of maybe someday selling it? I feel like a collector. That doesn't even really like cross their mind because they're collecting it for themselves sure. because they enjoy it and they want it for themselves. But See, an investor is also a collector, but you're collecting it with this idea that it's an investment 
that maybe you're not ever going to sell it, but somewhere down the line, you might have the opportunity to make some money off and, of it. And as you're describing that, I realize that's not where I fall either. Because I keep... That's the, that's the difference between like people <laughs> buying special edition movies, right? For, yeah. the, for the big box sets and yeah. everything that comes with it. Or you're just happy having the standard release. Right. Right? No, I keep the boxes and all that because to me... The packaging is an extension of the piece. Well, it's all it's different as, from a design standpoint. It's, it's when all it's a, part of it. Well, yeah. Well, especially as a designer, so that's, that's I understand saying, that. Yeah. But it's it's also it's different when you're talking about like a box set versus versus a toy. Well, sure, but it all depends on what you want out of it, though. Sure. Like if you want the full experience, that box a lot of times is part of it. But but then why take it out of the box? That's a fair point. If the box is cool, you keep it in the box. Right. I don't know. There's, I guess this, it's funny. This is turning into a longer conversation. Yeah. And I feel like we need to move on, but I feel like I could talk about this longer because there's something, you know, we haven't done in a long time. Something, there's something that we're digging toward here. You know, because I do feel like there's a difference between investors, collectors, sure. and just fans of media. You know, we should have somebody like Rob or whoever come on the show and we should do an episode that is not about particular movies. We haven't done this in a long time, mm-hmm. but it's an episode about something else within the scope sure that could be that could be fun yeah yeah we should totally do that yeah, that'd be cool yeah right on all right well anyway cool. though until yeah. we do that that's uh <laughs> that's your news all right so we're gonna take a little bit of a break and i'm going to scare up your package i'm gonna pretend <laughs> that i'm pouring uh half of a grapefruit rattler and half of a pacifico into my glass even mm-hmm. though i already did that and i'm about to try it and i'm sure it's gonna be delicious and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Scare Package. Yeah. So. And Rad Chad's Package. Rad Chad's. Get ready to get scared by Rad Chad's Package. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Good old days of the video store. Oh, the good old days. Oh, the good old days. If I if I had a local video store that had a like rent six for one low price thing called the scare package, yeah, I yeah. would be taking advantage of that package every weekend. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it was on Rad Chad or if it was on Cool Dude or or, or Jim's or, or Sweet Pete. Or Jim's <laughs> Pants Tent Emporium. That's the one. Yep. That, that's that's a good camping. Buy six, get one free. <laughs> buy buy sex, get one free. <laughs> um, no, I, I I love this idea. Mm. And I think the idea of a video store, the, why there hasn't been an, an anthology set in a video store before now is fucking mind-boggling. Yeah, like the wraparound story being set in a video store. It, yeah. That seems like the most it seems like the most logical place to start a, yeah. a horror anthology. Yeah, like you know in cartoons when someone knocks somebody on the head with a hammer and it makes that sound. That's the sound that's getting made right now. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, we, so we didn't just watch Scare Package. We watched the the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs version of Scare Package. Yeah. Which had his whole wraparound, uh, you know, horror host segments and all that. Also his whole reach around. If, you, if you've never watched which The Last Drive-In. very courteous of him. It is. If you've never watched The Last Drive-In, you're missing out. Joe Bob's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is one of the rare movies. Actually, I think it's the only movie that you can get at least on disc that comes with the version because this is a Shutter exclusive. 
So it's all uh, copacetic, you know. And and the his episode of the last drive-in where they this was like the world premiere of the yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Which you come when to figure out why at the end of the movie. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it tends to make perfect sense. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like he even points out in the uh, in his segments, he goes, the 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 wraparound for this anthology is maybe one of the best wraparounds in anthology history. Yeah. And I and I don't disagree with them. Yeah. Uh, it's per- and it's its own story in and of itself, and then it leads into the very last segment. Well, and it makes it it makes it's amazing. It, it make like he says it makes it so easy. Like anybody can just pull a tape off the shelf, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're in the next story. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so not just most anthology movies have four, maybe five segments. This one has eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's plus it's, the wraparound, so plus nine. Plus the lap, wraparound, a little uh, nine. It's it's a bit lengthy. And I will say this, in the middle, it drags a little bit. Yeah. There's a couple of uh, shorts that probably shouldn't have been in there. Yeah, there was a couple you could drop yep. pretty pretty much without noticing a difference, without skipping a beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, how do you want to go about this? Do you want to go through the segments in order? Do you want to talk about the wraparound? Yeah, what's, we might. Well, it doesn't, the best it doesn't start with the wraparound, and I actually like that it doesn't start with the wraparound. No, it, it starts um, with a short called Cold Open. Cold Open, it's which perfect. is... Uh, as as on the nose as you can possibly get. <laughs> it was such a clever short though, mm-hmm. because it was about it was about so meta. It was so meta. <laughs> it was it was about the guy. This guy, um, what was his name? I think his name is Michael Simpson in real life. But what's his uh, character's name? Oh shit, I'm not sure. Uh, Mike. Oh duh, his character's name is Mike Myers. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's only a big part of the story. And his his um, his job is he's the guy who creates he's he's basically tasked with setting up the cold open for horror movies yeah he's he's not a character he doesn't get any lines he doesn't get any plot typically Uh, forgotten about for the rest of the movie yeah he's literally just like somebody gives him a piece of paper and they say we need you to go clip this wire to turn out the lights at the babysitter's house or we need we need you to go flip this sign so that instead of going camping these kids end up at an insane asylum for the night and he's just the cold open dude. Sure. And he's really bummed out about it. So he's talking to his friend about it. And uh, and he wants to be something more. He's got like bigger aspirations in life. And that's kind of where it takes off. Yeah. And uh, it's he's such a likable character. Because, he really he, because he's so like, <laughs> you have empathy for him. Yeah. Like, you feel bad for the guy. Like, he just He just wants to be a guy like he wants to be loved yeah <laughs> that's all he wants like even when he, so when he shows up at the babysitter's house to clip the the wires mm-hmm. he turns out the lights and then he decides he's like you know what screw it screw my job i'm gonna become a character and so he goes in and he starts talking to the babysitters and they don't want to let him in at first because he's creepy and he has mm-hmm. these wire cutter in his cutters in his pocket and stuff and then everything <laughs> everything goes horribly awry because he himself doesn't really like horror movies. No. So he's thinking maybe he'll go in and he'll be the concerned neighbor and like he'll make friends with these girls. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got like the, the wire snips hanging out of his pocket and he's super creepy by not letting him shut the door. <laughs> and everything ends up hor- going horribly wrong for him. I, are we going to do spoilers? Or we Might as well. Okay. We so, do it for everything else. So spoiler alerts, heavy spoiler alerts for this. If you have Shudder. Oh, watch it. Go watch this. Yeah. It was I, I would recommend it. It's really enjoyable from front to back. What a treat. What a treat. And um, so he ends up accidentally killing the two babysitters. Or one of them well, kind of kills herself. Well, one of them was was the killer. He ruined the entire plot. 
The girl coming down the the girl coming down the stairs had a knife in her hand and she was creeping around the corner like she was coming down to kill her friend. Oh, I like thought she, she was, was she was the I took it as she was the original killer of the story and he fucked the whole thing up. <laughs> oh, so, oh. You might be right. I just for some reason I thought it was just like cuz she says to the girl, "You wait here, I got an idea." And then she was going to go Yeah. grab a knife. To come down. No, and she kill goes. It. Why would she go upstairs to a bedroom to grab a knife? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Horror movies don't make sense. Your thumbs scream didn't make sense. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but so his friend that he's talking to earlier in the movie, she's a character actor, or she's a she's not a character actor. She's literally a character in horror movies, and she's the cop who. No matter how hard she tries to shoot somebody dead, she always hits him in the left shoulder. <laughs> so these girls call the cops before they end up dead. And then he goes to walk out the door and gets popped in the shoulder. And it's his friend who walks in. And they have this nice tender moment. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, oh, the shoulder. And he's like, his, what was the line? He's like, he's like, I really, I really didn't mean. I, I, I didn't mean to accidentally kill them. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill everybody, but it just sort of happened. <laughs> And he, uh, like, he's got a mask on. How did he end up with the mask on? He he, he put it on to shield himself from the blood. Sure. <laughs> so now he actually looks like a like a slasher. Um, and and he ends up. What? It, how do they? Oh, so that ends up being actually a pitch, a movie that he's yeah. pitching. The whole thing ends up ends up just being like a like a but treatment he's, that he's but done. He's being driven to wherever he's going by rad chad that's not rad chad was it rad chad oh yeah Yeah, oh yeah oh yes 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 yes. no you're right you're right you're right yeah and rad and rad chad's driving the uh the convertible (laughs) from the end of (laughs) it's the friday mobile (laughs) yeah the which which nightmare on elm street is the first one is it the first one where the top the rag top comes up and it's the color of because then freddy's the mother magically transforms into a blow-up doll and gets sucked through the door (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right so then that takes you into the wraparound story, which is Rad Chad. <laughs> I like I like how Mike Mike is uh he like Rad Chad's just being Rad Chad and he's like like I can't even remember what he says to him, but Mike's just like, You're creepy, man. <laughs> just gets out of the car, walks away, and then Rad Chad ends up at Rad Chad's uh Horror Emporium. Horror Emporium. And that's uh, where you start the wraparound story. Yeah, and the wraparound story, uh it basically it's He's at the, the the video store, and there's this other dude. Was his name Max? I think it was Steve. Steve, wasn't it? Steve. There's another guy that desperately he's a customer, but he desperately wants to work at the video store. Yeah, and he keeps giving his application. Rad Chad keeps turning him down at every turn, and to to paint a picture of Rad Chad here, he's the the denim wearing, mustached having, uh, shorty short wearing amazing guy directly out of the 80s buzz cut hair like flat top like he's 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 a picture of pristine health is what i'll say sam is the guy's name by the way sam that's him uh so sam though wants to work there super bad he's like the biggest horror fan he knows things that nobody else knows and chad just won't give him the time of day so sam creep too super creep (laughs) sam's hanging around the store the entire the entire movie he's just like down aisles and watching this guy named han comes in little tiny I don't know, uh, of of Asian descent. I'm not sure where he's from. You can not, just say Asian. Not sure where <laughs> he's from. Uh, but like he's this little guy or whatever, and his name's Han, and he comes in. This is our intro for the episode. And uh, 
he's just this little unsuspecting guy that Rad Chad takes a liking to. <laughs> and uh, Rad Chad in that moment becomes super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to be his best friend and looking at him, dare I say, like a love interest. <laughs> I, th- I think he's like... It's it's not it doesn't really come across as creepy to me though. I mean he is being creepy like the whole time you kind of think like oh there's something dark about this guy but also he's like he's simultaneously likable and un- unlikable for some reason. You know what you're I mean? About, you're talking about Chad, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's obnoxious but like he's also I don't know, he's also super likable. Um because well, he's so dopey. He's yeah. just dumb. Like you you can't hate a dumb person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. I hate well, you. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> You you feel bad for him, like you you feel for him, like you want to just give the guy a hug, you know. It's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry you are the way that you are. So now I know exactly how you feel about me. <laughs> so basically, Chad tells Han that he's gonna he's gonna mold him into this, just uh like a a horror horror expert, a vi- like a like a video store clerk god yeah like just the the guy who is the guy who runs the show around well, there rad chad runs the show views himself as a god yeah and he's going to impart that knowledge <laughs> onto han right and so the wraparound story in between all the segments is just han getting into weird situations and rad chad being rad chad and it's it's fantastic but it paints this picture and everything flows perfect like throughout it mm-hmm. and then we'll, when we get to the last segment you'll see why all this makes sense um, there's a room in the back though. The ongoing themes that there's a room in the back of the store that Han is not allowed to go in. And you think that Chad's up to no good. Yeah. And that's like the running theme throughout, uh, throughout the story. Yeah. Like don't, don't look in that room no matter so, what you do. That's I, when he gets the creepiest. Like he's always, he's really happy and like, and, uh, yeah, just like happy go lucky. But then every time Han looks at that door or anything i told you don't look at the door like don't don't ever go in that room <laughs> um so that leads into the second short which in my opinion is the best short of the entire series i loved it dude which which honestly i feel like they shot their wad real early in the in the beginning of the movie yeah not that the ending wasn't good but man this short's amazing yeah it's called one time in the woods and my only note for it is no plot just rot <laughs> Because this one doesn't make a lick of sense. No. And it's just And it's, it's not supposed to. <laughs> no, it's just it's a heaven for practical effects uh lovers and schlocky everything. Yeah, it's I don't just, know. It's amazing. It's just like gross out body horror and gore and like mindless killing and 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 it's also hilarious. Like the, the guy <laughs> the guy who's melting into goo on the <laughs> on the this, uh, these- like in the middle of the forest, and but he's talking to people the whole time as he's like melting into this pile of mush. Well, there's these people that are like camping, and they're in this campsite. This guy comes running out of the woods. He's like, "You gotta kill me! You gotta kill me!" And then they they try to kill him too late, and he tries to warn them that something's gonna happen. He just starts melting for no reason. <laughs> they start hitting him with sticks, and and he's like, "No, it needs to be silver." She tries throwing her watch at him. And, and it, he's like, no, oh, it must necklace. be, it's it a must, necklace. It must be fake. And then finally, some guy slaps some handcuffs. Silver on him. handcuffs. Silver. They happen because to be silver kinky. handcuffs. And the girl goes, "Were those for me?" And he's like, "Yeah, but not for the reason you think." And he pulls a <laughs> mask on, and he's a slasher suddenly. So now you have a guy melting in the middle of the woods and a slasher for no reason. And then there's just random people like coming out of the woods. Like the one guy, the one guy grabs an axe to protect himself against the guy in the mask, and then he just hears somebody go, "Hey!" 
and he just instinctively throws the axe, and it hits the guy right in the cock, and the guy falls down dead. And then, dude, when when the other guy is running at some point, and he trips, and oh, it's the killer, isn't it? The killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slips on the goo, (laughs) and he goes goes head first into the axe that was sticking out of the guy's groin. I think my favorite, my favorite part of it, there's the whole scene in between this where there's someone running through the woods, and the guy picks up a rock and just throws it at the girl's head, and her head just explodes. It's amazing. (laughs) But with, but with an actual like, like an actual explosion yeah it's oh, not yeah. <laughs> it's not like just her head her head busts open like there's an actual visible flaming explosion <laughs> when he hits her head with a rock <laughs> it's absolutely amazing it's just it's non-stop schlockery yeah. and it's the best it's like i said hands it's the shortest short i think in the whole thing too but it's the best was it the short uh either that or the girls girls night out of body that was pretty short too that was pretty short too but that one felt long and we'll get to why <laughs> yeah um but the, yeah then then they just go back to the like after the guy slips on the goo he's talking to the girl and he's he's trying to convince her like i, I love their interaction because she's just kind of grossed out the whole she's time like, i don't know how i feel about helping you this is, she's I'm covered really in uncomfortable she's covered in other people's <laughs> blood and stuff and he's like, you see that, you know, when he slipped on my goo, I'm worried that if I change back and all the goo's not where it's supposed to be, that, I, you know, something's going to, so then she ends up touching the goo and then she starts to transform, transform. Well, he don't know. He goes to bite her. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, couldn't, couldn't he's, control it. He's like, yeah, I won't hurt you. And then she goes to push the goo back. <laughs> oh yeah. Thought I could control it, but I couldn't. And then she starts to turn. So she slaps on the other half of the silver, uh, silver handcuffs handcuffs. but also mid transformation (laughs) so they're they're the two of them are just this giant mass of melting goo in the middle of the forest and he's like you see you see that line of goo right there that's my side and that side is over that side over there is yours and they just end with like maybe we shouldn't talk for a while and they're just pissed off at each other it's amazing absolutely amazing and that, um that yeah cuts, that was that was by far my favorite one but i love how it cuts back into the wraparound with creepy uh sam is that his name so, yeah yeah sam creepy sam dumping water on himself telling the story of the goo right <laughs> like they they yeah, so I, seamlessly go in and yeah out. i it's like amazing. the i like the fact that they don't rely on the videotape thing to get into every single short like yeah. that one was sam went to rent a tape and uh and chad rad chad's like you're getting this one again man like he's like oh yeah what's well, the best it's, and then and then you've he, never seen it and, and then, then he, he does the thing that all horror fans are amazing at and that is shaming people for not seeing a movie that they think is amazing right oh you've <laughs> never seen this and so that whole tale that's being spun that is uh one time in the woods is sam recounting the movie which makes and me spoiling think, the whole thing which for makes them. me think that, that movie was probably a lot longer but that was just his retelling yeah. of it. So you're visibly seeing just his retelling yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Which is amazing. Well, because it's like if you and I sit down and we excitedly tell some tell like each other about did. a movie, yeah, then it would be a truncated version. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's a good point. That's funny. Uh, the third short is called M-I-S-T-E-R. Mister. Mister. Uh, this, no, this one's starring, actually, uh, a guy... Uh, what's his name? What's his um, name? Noah, Noah Segan. Noah Segan, yeah. Uh, he's a pretty well-known actor, mm-hmm. uh, comedian, and he's in a lot of the Ryan Johnson movies, uh, but he's in way more than just that. Uh, look him up. You'll know him if you see him. Uh, but he's probably the most well-known person, I would say, in the movie outside of, well, outside a, certain, of... a certain somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this one was, this one was, didn't, 
it was okay. It didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, it was... Uh, I appreciated it, but I mean, it didn't it, make a ton of sense. I mean, it made sense. It just... what I don't know. It wasn't that... They were doing like a spin on the... Uh, which I did get a chuckle out of this because there's there's all these like male empowerment groups and stuff. Like, uh, who's that one fucker with the... Um, like the long Joe Olstein. The long beard who recently like got I, I don't really know who he who he is, but I know that like there was a bunch of rumbling on the internet about him recently. He's this guy who's like the head of a, a male, like an all male club, and like we teach you how to be the ultimate male. Jesus? And, no, his name's like <laughs> Jack Jack I think he's Jack Murphy or something like that. Okay. But he's just like he I don't know what he did, but apparently, like he he lost it on somebody's podcast, and like, and his whole thing is like, yeah, you, being a man is all about like controlling your emotions and blah blah blah. And I guess he used to write, <laughs> I guess he used to write articles about how he would, uh, like electively be cucked by his wife, like he would let other dudes fuck his wife because he liked it. Okay, which is like, you know, some people might say that's like the direct opposite of being manly because you're being cucked like you're you're letting some other dude bang your wife yeah, right yeah it's, and so somebody i think i think kind of emasculating i think people but started guess, talking about it. it i think start, people started talking about it and then something happened so that's what he does like his group or whatever the hell it's called uh, or like his male empowerment group i think that's kind of what this was supposed to be a take on because this guy sees a flyer well he's taking a piss and it's like it's like uh are you are you emasculated while well, you're standing there with your dick in your hand? Uh, find out if you're actually find out if you're actually a man or something sure, like that. Something like that, yeah. So it's like this male empowerment group where he goes into the the basement of this place and there's this guy like just like this big burly dude standing there talking about how it's it's to me it's like very incelish kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like women are the enemy and they're you know like we got to stop. It's basically a very manly dude yelling at a bunch of non-manly dudes. Right. Basically being like, fucking nut up or shut up. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's all that. Yeah, just like the and big, yeah, just. So the new guy comes down there and the, the main guy sees him out of the corner of his eye and is like, you should join our group, blah, blah. You know, we're actually going out tonight. You should join our band. <laughs> uh, he's, like, he's like, we're actually going out for an exclusive uh, meetup tonight. You should come along. And, and so he comes along. And they they meet on like a football field and it looks like they're gonna like play some games or do whatever. Yeah. But then you realize it's a full moon. Yeah. And they're all werewolves. Yeah. I gotta tell you what, man. I haven't seen werewolf transformations this good since like the Howling Five. <laughs> I think it's the Howling Seven. You're thinking oh, is that, of. That the, is that the one where it's really fucking terrible? They're all terrible. Well, that's the one that's like infamously terrible. Um, I mean, the first Howling is good, obviously, but uh, uh, but yeah, no, they're they're just awful. Um, and and I I resent I resent the I I resent the implication that werewolves are chads. I resent, oh, oh, I resent that. You do. I like werewolves, and I think that they have the. I think that they have within them the capacity to love and be tender. Werewolves. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think they're all chads like this. I think that's. I think it's. I think it's. It was werewolf shaming, is what it was. Oh. But uh, so they, they they all change, and they're like, and 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 the guy, the like the main guy says, "Are you ready to join us, brother?" And he's like, "Sorry, I've already got a clan," <laughs> and he takes off his wedding ring. 
And you think, like, when he first starts taking the wedding ring off, you think, like, oh, yeah, he's going to join these boys and, like, become... But then he shoves the shoves the ring into a shotgun because it's made of silver, shoots the, the lead werewolf, and then proceeds to, like, kill all the other werewolves. So this makes sense up until this point. I thought he was maybe, like, a vampire because vampires and werewolves, you know... Don't Histori- mix. Historically, are always against each other. Yeah, it's a, so it's I thought a scientific was, fact. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a vampire. I already have a clan, this and that. Like, I thought that's what this was. Yeah. Turns out, no, he's a werewolf hunter. And then he goes home, and he's got a hot wife, right? Well, so of course, he, yeah. So he goes home to his hot wife, and he has werewolf pelts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his wife is like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You're like, what the fuck is going on? No, they're not vampires. It's like a it's, it's like, like a, a witch coven, coven yeah. type thing, yeah. <laughs> and they were and they had like a pentagram on the floor, and so he was he was going because when he was trying when he was standing there with his dick in his hand trying to figure out if he was emasculated, he was having this flashback of his wife saying like, "You need to start making an effort, and you need to start providing," and you think it's like, you know, just typical. Like a guy not pulling his weight in a marriage, and the wife's disappointed in him and stuff. And then it turns out he actually okay. needed to start providing for the coven. I didn't so actually he goes, take it like so that. So he goes so out and he gets these werewolf pelts to be part of. I wanted their to prove ritual. how much I loved you. Okay, yeah. You know what? Now he says I wanted to prove how much this all means to me. And now that we're talking about it, this one makes a lot more sense. It's yeah. just not what you think it is. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I like this one more now. I think. I didn't, more than I understand more now more than more uh because I understand it more. I didn't mind it and I like Noah Segan. Um uh, I think that uh and I think he wrote this one too. He did, he? yeah. Yeah. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't my favorite. Like this was uh probably like middling, you know? Yeah. Out of the yeah. out of the out of the eight shorts. This one was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Not the worst, not the best. But uh, uh but I like him. All the other actors did a good job. But it was followed up. Now we can talk about it. Probably the worst short of the entire uh, bunch. I definitely thought so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Girls Night Out of Body is the number four segment here. And this one just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it straight and, up just doesn't make any sense. And the, th- the thing is, I don't need something to make sense. Like, uh, like the one time in the woods doesn't make sense because it's just mindless mindless body horror and killing the whole time but at least but that's that one, the point right that's what i'm saying you look like at this go, one this one doesn't have a point this one seemed like it wanted to be something more than it was you know what i mean well then again though what was the name of the what was the name of the uh the genre in the video store that han pulled this one off oh it was like post-feminist revenge body horror something like that yeah so it makes sense if you're looking at it from maybe it wasn't supposed to be good maybe the whole point of it is making fun of the fact that none of these movies they're 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 too like inside of themselves for their own good and they end up not making any sense you think and so I, I, maybe it's possible that could be the whole point of it and maybe it's like a caricature of the genre mm-hmm. because it's such a stupid like deep cut genre you know like you have to it's like it's a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre, <laughs> I would like. What is there? Like, an exa- maybe that's the whole point. Is there? An, I don't. I, I don't even think I could come up with a. Because I first of all, I hate that subgenres go so deep into like into territory where I don't even know what the hell they're talking about anymore. Like, can you think of a? And can you think of a post-feminism horror movie? Post-feminism horror. Movie. Like, what does that even mean? 
I know I'm, I sound like an uh, idiot right now, but I just like ginger snaps. <laughs> is that post-feminism? No, it's not. Like I don't, I don't no, know. It's like not. I, I'm just thinking of something that's feminine. That's very feminine. That's a very feminine movie. I mean, that's. Uh, but I know you're right. I would like I ginger, ginger it snaps. That. Ginger snaps was like a, a like a definitely like a kind of a female empowerment movie. It was all about yeah. a girl going through changes in her sure, life sure. and coming of age and killing people. At in the that same regard, time. it's very feminist. Sure, but, yeah. Um, post-feminist though god you know what i'm gonna that's do... another thing is i don't really like when people say post something yeah I, I i never fully grasp what the hell they're talking about like people say post-hardcore right sure what does that mean it has elements of hardcore but it's not hardcore like what are you talking about post-hardcore you know what i mean so i did a i did a quick uh search of the googly here mm-hmm uh, for post-feminist horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting anything that actually says post-feminist. Yeah. So maybe they made that up for this movie, which I hope to God they did. Oh, I'm sure they did. Um, But feminist horror movies. Here's 17 horror movies that deal with feminism. Okay. Let's see if we would consider any of them to tone here, okay? Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Censor. We did that uh, for the show. Okay. I wouldn't consider that. I mean, what aside from having a a female lead, lead like a badass what, female what, lead, yeah, what makes it a? I mean, she, like, is she even a badass though, or she's unraveling the whole time? That's true. That's like, true. what makes that a feminist movie? You know what I mean? True. Uh, Saint Maud, which I never saw. I never saw Saint Maud. Uh, Midsummer, I would not call that anywhere close to that. I haven't seen it yet. Um, Let's see here. Eve's Bayou, never heard of it. The Invisible Man. That's that's a feminist movie. I wouldn't consider that so, post-feminist. Okay, though. so so here's like here's my point then. What I and by the way, I have I have absolutely no problem with feminist horror. I have oh, yeah. no problem with uh, female empowerment in horror movies. I have no problem. I I love strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes it specifically a feminist movie though? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then. I- what the hell does post-feminism mean? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just look up. A, I don't know. Maybe I should just look up a definition for. There's not though. That's post-feminism, the thing. but there isn't a post-feminism definition. Because post typically means after, right? Like the Babadook is on here. Carrie's on here. Carrie definitely wouldn't be post. Um, us, no. Jennifer's body, no. Okay, we're diving deep here. Scream, you ready? You ready yeah. for this? Yeah. What do you got? The term post-feminism, alternatively rendered as post-feminism oh it's hyphenated yeah is used to describe reactions against contradictions and absences in feminism especially second wave feminism and third wave feminism the term post-feminism is sometimes confused with subsequent feminism such as for okay i am so confused so it's nothing then (laughs) because i feel like i feel like if you visualize what you just said you take the word feminism yeah. and you kick it down a hill and it's just <laughs> growing and grow the term is just growing and growing yeah. and growing until it gets to the bottom. Yeah. And it's and just then feminist post, and ra- then post feminism is when it like gets to the bottom and crumbles. It's I don't know. Feminism wrapped up in confused feminism. Okay. I hope that wasn't uh, <laughs> an offensive thing to say, but well, it just uh, seems I, like it doesn't know like what I, it is. Like I said, I got I got I've got plenty to learn. If a feminist is le- listening to this right now and you want to let us know what post-feminism is, please do. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be dumb about it. I just honestly, I have no idea what the hell they're supposed I, to be talking about. I yeah. And again, so this, so this short. Going back to this short, what makes it particularly a feminist, or if it's, or if it's supposed to be like, like kind of. Um, 
kind of a commentary or kind of a spoof of feminist movies, then I could see that, I suppose. It was also written so, and directed by two females, yeah, as far so, as I know. Who know? Maybe this was two chicks that were sick of being of watching feminist movies and be like, this doesn't represent us. By the way, we say chicks in the most respectful way. Sure. You dames, <laughs> we love strong, strong broads. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what? I uh, I'm just gonna move on. I mean, I oh. love I love a good horror movie made by some crazy skirt who just you know you know what you know what would have made it better though what some nudity. <laughs> Come on, definitely would have made it more interesting. Actually, it's funny. Um, Joe Bob said the same thing. He's like he's like it's a movie about a slumber party, and they broke the number one rule: you gotta have nudity at a slumber party. <laughs> that's what I enjoy about uh, Joe Bob is he's. <laughs> He hasn't changed much with the times. Even if he gets in trouble. Even he if he gets change. in trouble. And <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, that's that's fine. He's playing a character. Well, he's also... You play- oh, no, no. I know that. I know that. He's also playing... He's playing a character, but it's like... It's like... It's it's okay to have those opinions. Like, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's a shitty opinion sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's very honest. He was even honest to the point where in this movie... He admits to the fact that they should have trimmed some of these segments out. Oh yeah, and it's funny because he's very. <laughs> Dude, let's just say it. he's he's very pro this movie because it turns out he and he's in the movie. He's in the at movie, the end. yeah. And even he, as a as a as an actor in the movie, admits that they should have probably cut a couple yeah. of these segments out. I've listened to just this is a sidebar. I've listened to the movie crypt with uh, Green Lynch. Yeah. Um, uh, Aaron Brooks was that his name? Aaron Kuntz. Coons, yeah. Aaron Coons. Uh he was on the show. And he's he was the mastermind behind this whole thing. He sure. directed the wraparound and the last segment. But um he was the mastermind though of picking and choosing all the other segments and writing them around it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and he talks about how much like that was such a an honor to be on the show. Like even though Joe Bob criticized the movie, never once mentioned it in a negative light. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and that's the like there's no there's no there's nothing wrong with that. No, not like at I all. Said, I, no, he's he's being the good sport about it. It's like, ah, oh, okay, maybe there's some problems, and, or maybe he disagreed with him. Doesn't matter. And here's the thing: I'd be, I'd be honestly, I would honestly like to dig in a little bit more and maybe see if I can find some interviews with the directors of this segment mm-hmm. because I want to hear what they have to say about it. Because if you pit if if you made this segment and you watched it pitted up against some of the other segments in this movie, oh yeah, you would have to know that it's one of the weaker yeah. installments, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, until, Unless they have some sort of message sure. that we're missing. But until we are aware of that, right? Shit sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't even really talk about it. It's just three girls who they're they're away for a girls' weekend. They're in a weird little shop where this one girl spots a giant lollipop shaped like a skull, and it says, not for sale, and she decides she's going to steal it, and then they all take a lick off of it, and then their faces turn into orange skulls, and then they kill a guy who's been stalking them. Like, it's just kind of a mess. It it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just um, don't. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Moving on. Um, number five. Short number five. is called The Night He Came Back Again for... The final kill. Uh, this is basically just a parody of slasher movies and how the antagonist literally never dies. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And it's just them torturing a guy in every way possible, including nipple clamps. <laughs> I, I like that touch. 
Well, they um, never actually clamped on the nipples. <laughs> no, they did. Well, oh, yeah, they, no, they did. did. <laughs> she this says, isn't a she fucking says, porno. She says, why is it on his nipples? And they're like, I don't know. There's no, <laughs> this isn't a fucking porno. Put it on his neck. <laughs> Basically, yeah, she's the final girl, and she's trying to figure out. She's killed. She's, this, this slasher has killed everyone that she's ever loved, she's, basically. And she's sick and tired of every 4th of July, this guy <laughs> shows up and kills her boyfriend. Yeah. And this has happened like I five love, years in a row. I love the guy that plays her boyfriend because when she says that, he's just like, mm. <laughs> he's like, I don't know about this. Um, um, so they're they're basically just in a garage the whole time, like finding different ways to torture and kill the the masked killer, mm-hmm. and he just keeps coming back and k- killing each of her friends one by one. I love that her current boyfriend is named Greg, and he's just a gigantic douchebag puss fucking greg (laughs) every greg i've ever known is a gigantic douchebag puss that's really really rude yeah i'm gonna leave it at that yeah it's fine i'm not not gonna talk shit even though it's true (laughs) no this this one was pretty fun like i mean it's it's just it's just watching five kids torture a dude to death over and over (laughs) which is even though all the even though all the deaths originally go to one person uh, and then subsequently backfire, uh, there's some really, really cool deaths. So there's one time where uh, they think that he's dead and the one guy's like, it's okay, I'm in med school. And he, and he <laughs> puts- no, the, girl says, the girl says, no, don't. He's getting out of his stethoscope. <laughs> he, she goes, no, don't. And he turns around and he puts the back of his finger up against her lips and then he like slowly traces his finger down her <laughs> lips and he goes, it's okay, I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med. <laughs> and then when... When he dies, she's covered in his blood because how did he die? Uh, he put oh, the he, ste- got- he, he put the steth- uh, It was after they electrocuted him with the, the nipple clamps. Right, and he goes to put the ste- uh, stethoscope this- on his chest, and then he the body re- redirects the electrical current through the stethoscope and explodes and his head. It's amazing. So the girlfriend's <laughs> covered in his brains and stuff, and you think that she's like you know just upset that her boyfriend died, and then she's <laughs> she's crying and she goes. Oh, God. Oh, Greg, whatever his name was. And she goes, he was pre-med. <laughs> <laughs> this one was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh yeah, the fi- the final girl, she was she was great. Uh she originally she had a boyfriend at the beginning of the at the beginning of the short. And how did he die? Oh, uh he got stabbed in the back of the head. Oh yeah. But then he's dead, and then her her like male her male best friend who's been fawning over her. He finally admits that he loves her toward the end of the short, <clears throat> and they think that the guy's. They, oh, the guy comes to life and kills the girl with his legs. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, she's she, cut in half. Like, yeah. He he throws his intestines like over a over a beam to try to like get it off, but it ends up just hanging her like a noose. <laughs> and then she picks up a shotgun. And she's like, she's like, take his mask off. And he's like, are you sure you want to do well, wait, this? Wait, before any of this happened, they they shoved a shit ton of fireworks down his throat oh that's, that's how he that's how he originally that's how fell he ended apart. up in half <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they lit the fireworks and there was an explosion that blew him in half and then so the the guy uh takes takes the mask off and there's like a handsome dude underneath and she hesitates shooting him and he's like shoot him and then he goes <laughs> but he's he, really hot he goes he goes wait are you into him are you fucking kidding me <laughs> And she won't shoot him, and he picks the dude up by the neck, and the the guy, the 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 new boyfriend, just finally goes, "I fucking hate you," and then the guy snaps his neck. 
And I, then, hope, I hope that if, I, if, I'm, if I'm ever in the situation where somebody wants to kill me, they just look at me and just go, but you're so handsome. <laughs> I can't kill you. <laughs> oh, it's, if I had a dollar for every time it's happened to me. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then she, she ends up, she ends up putting him in a wood chipper at the end. And <laughs> he's, he's cut in half. He's stabbed in the chest. He's electrocuted. He's got a, a shotgun uh, hole in his head and still wakes up as he's going through the wood chipper. And he goes, wait, Daisy, I'm your brother. Too late. Just the most convoluted bullshit ever, which is funny because that's how slashers are, you know. If I ever make a horror movie, you goddamn well, there's going to be a wood chipper scene. Mm. It's my favorite kill, I think, in any horror movie. Whenever they pull it out, it's my favorite. It's great. It's also it's also especially really good in um, well, Tucker and Dale horror comedy. Oh, like, was it worked in this. <laughs> Tucker and Dale was hilarious. Oh yeah, it's the best. Um, uh, even though seriously, in in a serious tone, it's still amazing. Oh it's yeah, like, it's just it's so active. <laughs> like it's and it's, it's and it's so freaking it's so violent. Yeah, know? dude, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it literally reduces you to nothing but a spray of like disgusting red matter. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's that's a freaky machine. It's great. There's like people who have accidentally gotten up and up in those you know what getting i mean all up in it. getting all up in that like there's people that that's happened to that sucks oh yeah that'd be the worst way to go i mean i'd imagine it'd be pretty quick in fairness but but i mean just like like for your like for your family and stuff. oh like, well yeah you're definitely not having like, an open like, casket what <laughs> fucking a wood chipper like, yeah, closed casket for sure. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't even have a casket. You'd unless, be in a jar somewhere. Unless you just, like, poured the remnants into a buffet, and, like, you oh, just God. opened the buffet thing. <laughs> <laughs> Michael always wanted to be soup. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Um, The next short is called So Much to Do. Probably my second least favorite of all of them. Yeah, this one was just it, fucking weird. I, I like the idea of the short. The idea of the short is somebody who doesn't like spoilers on a TV show they're watching. Mm-hmm. And them... I don't even want to say that it's like the aftermath of finding out spoilers, really. But like the, the whole beginning of it is so slow. Like I feel like the whole first half of this, this segment should have been half the time i love so going off of what you said i love the idea of basically so this this woman ends up sharing her body with another dude this dude who's been well, that sounded way more sexy than you meant to well, <laughs> literally sharing the body like they're both inside her inhabiting her yeah. body um and he's dead and he comes back like a fog and she breathes him but in, but yeah. what the hell is like these these two guys dressed in black who looked like the um Johnny Cash. No, they looked like they were dressed like the uh the storyteller dude from the the archivist from, Oh, yes. from, from uh Yes. Uh, the, uh from Anthology of Terror, yeah. Anthology of yeah, Terror. Yeah. Um they they bury like they go to bury this guy. They make him dig his own grave or something. Mm-hmm. He's he just keeps saying, "I have so much to do. I have so much to do." And then they like burn the omega symbol into his Which head, and then he sense. just dies. But then he comes back as smoke, and then this girl's sitting out in the middle of the the middle of nowhere for some reason, smoking a cigarette, and then she's inhabited by this the smoky, like what? <laughs> it's funny. Sorry, it's really funny. I just said yes, yes, yes to you. Yeah, and you don't know why. 
I was watching something else. I was watching a trailer for a Stephen King, Clive Barker mashup. Not, not even a mashup. It was a collaboration uh, anthology movie mm-hmm. starring Christopher Lloyd. Okay. That I'm watching this and I go, this character that Christopher Lloyd plays reminds me of the archivist so much. Okay. And I watched it on my own. The fact that you just brought the archivist up yeah. is just really, really weird. <laughs> because we've both had things that reminded us of that in less than a 12-hour period. That was such a delayed response. It's just weird. I, that was like five minutes ago. You just said it. It was like five minutes ago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like five minutes ago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Look back. I bet I you will. it was five minutes ago. Whatever. We'll listen. Um, um, but no, I, yeah, it, 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 what were you saying though? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, like, nothing about this does. Right before she gets this smoke being like in her body, she is on the phone with her friend and they're talking about some show. Mm hmm. And she's saying, no, 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 don't tell me anymore. I got to go home and watch it. I don't I don't like spoilers. So that's where the whole thing hitches on that one line, basically. Yeah. And so then this guy possesses her, and then he goes home to her house and also wants to watch that show or something. I don't get it. And then, and then also the name of the channel that it's on is like Omega, Omega something. So, so it ties into like... <laughs> so he was branded to watch that channel. I have no idea. It doesn't make sense. But then she like so here's the part that I do like. He's he gets there and at this point you're actually seeing his physical form. Like it's yeah. you see this dude. But the implication is that he's possessed her body. He sits down, he starts watching this show and then he hears her voice. "Hey, I don't like spoilers." And then he gets up, he looks around like he can't find where this voice is coming from, and then he looks in the mirror. And they're standing side by side. And then they go through basically like uh, the end of Fight Club. Yeah. Where it would yeah. be where it would be Tyler Durden and and the narrator kicking the shit out of each other, but it's really just her fighting herself. And then she eventually beats the shit out of him and banishes her from his body. How pissed would banishes you be? Banishes him from her body. How pissed would you be if you're lucky enough to become possessed? And the possessor of you just wants to go home and watch TV. <laughs> I mean, do something sweet if you're gonna possess me. <laughs> I mean, I think I would make me the shit of legend. Don't go home and just watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, come on. But what if you what if you binged all eight seasons in a row without stopping? That's the stuff of legend. I can do that without being possessed. No, you can't. Trust me, I'm more than capable. You can not. James, I've watched an entire season of Gilmore Girls in like two weeks. <laughs> I am capable. We promise not to talk about that on the show anymore. A. Uh and B, I don't yeah. No it's this whole this whole short to me it's was a bad just short. like it was like like it's the fight short. the fight scene was kinda cool. And I like the idea of two people like sharing a body and beating the shit out of each other like that's kind of a cool concept but it's not like i, I think you're giving it more credit than it's worth oh i'm just i saying, really do i'm i'm not really giving it that much credit i'm saying that the idea was kind of cool but the execution was stupid and the story the, itself was I don't stupid i think that the idea was cool because there was no idea fleshed out like, i'm there just was, saying there I'm, was like sec- like like parts of it i guess were not the idea necessarily of this short i'm just saying the concept 
Sure. The concept sure. is pretty cool. Sure. And even you said that at the beginning. Well, the so. concept of the individual parts were cool. Right. Not, not the concept as a whole. Right. Yeah. It was just a bad, it was just a bad short. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The, between this one and the girls night out one, cut these two and you would have had a ridiculously strong anthology yeah. movie. You still do. Yeah. But like even stronger. Right. Uh, so this brings us to short number seven, uh, which is the very last short, which encapsulates not only all of the shorts before it, but the wraparound story, which mm-hmm. is another part of this movie that is amazing is that you get to the end and everything gets wrapped up in a nice bow. Mm-hmm. And you have Rad Chad actually playing a character outside of just being Rad Chad. He gets, uh, does he get kidnapped? Oh. Han. Han. <laughs> he's like, so he ends up, the room that Han wasn't supposed to go in ended up being a surprise party for a like, new hire <laughs> like oh you're yeah you're you're one of us you're one of us now and it's just it's just chad and han having their little party and then chad's up at the counter eating some cake and you see han come from up come up from behind him and isn't isn't chad saying because this whole movie is all about like horror tropes and yeah. stuff and isn't he discussing the horror trope oh he's he's like he's like yeah one of my favorite horror tropes or or is it least favorite one of my least favorite horror tropes is um, when you just have some unsuspecting idiot who's not yep. aware of his surroundings, and <laughs> he's as he's himself. as he's saying that, you see Han come up with him, come up behind him, and hit him on the head with yep. something, and then he wakes up in this facility of some kind with a whole bunch of other people, which are all characters from the other shorts, and you realize, yeah, did you not notice that they were characters from the other shorts? Yeah, all of them were people from the other movies. What? The main guy was the guy from the beginning. Which which main guy? The not not not, not from the first short that opened it, not the cold opening, but mm-hmm. the Wait, wasn't he? No, none of these people were in Guess they were. None of these people were in the rest of the oh, shorts. Fuck you're right. God damn it. <laughs> Why was I so convinced that they were? <laughs> none of them even looked anything well, like Well the guy at the very the guy at the very, very end was. Well, yeah, Mike Myers comes. Yeah, back Mike Myers comes to back. wrap why up I, the whole. Why did I think that some of these they, that some of these people were from the shorts? You're right, I don't they, know, weren't. they weren't. They <laughs> weren't. Well, regardless, does, does that does, change anything? No, about it doesn't. It doesn't change how I perceived it. Yeah. I just thought they were from it. Um, he, you're right. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, the chick with short blonde hair wasn't in anything. Like what the, the fuck? like the final girl wasn't the see, the is, stoner dude. This is because I got drunk this morning. Yeah, this see? is what happens. Um. But he wakes up in his own movie, basically, where everybody is an archetype. Right. Like, and he is the, he's basically the, uh, he's, he's the Jamie from the Scream. G- yeah. He's the Jamie. He from even Jamie. calls himself, yeah. uh, like, cause he goes around, he's like, oh, you're the, the jock. The, you're the, 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 you're the, the, the jock, the final girl, the slut. The, uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and then he goes to the, the black guy who's, you know, supposed to be the, to- and he's like, you're, mm. Do you want me to say it? I don't know. Well, the guy's and the like, guy's just the guy's like, like, you really want to go there? He's like, I don't think you want to go there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody's like, well, what about you? You're not a horror trope. Yeah, I'm the I'm the horror historian, the guy who knows it all. And yep. That's not a horror trope. Jamie from Scream. Oh, not not Jamie. It's, it was Jamie Kennedy, but uh, yeah. Randy. Randy, yeah, Ran- yeah. <laughs> Randy from Scream, yeah. And uh, so he goes through, he assigns all of them their horror archetype, like you said. And then he said... and. What do they do? They come and grab. They come and grab one of the girls, and they take her. And essentially, they find out that this facility is used for studying horror tropes. Yeah, 
And so, like, they put this girl but on. Han is like one of the main scientists. Like, he <laughs> was in on it the entire time. <laughs> I love how I love how Rad Chad, even though he feels betrayed by Han, he still loves him so much. <laughs> he still calls him my little panda bear and stuff like that. <laughs> um. So, like, they come they come and take one of the girls, and they they make her run on a treadmill, um, in front of in front of this giant uh, Devil's Lake. The Devil's Lake Impaler, played by Dusty Rhodes. Du- no, not Dusty. Dustin. Dustin. Dusty sorry, Dustin Dusty Rhodes. Dusty is the American Dream. Right. Long dead. Sorry, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Who is Gold Dust? Gold Dust from well, more, most popular as Gold Dust. I'm sure. In WWE yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, love my pro wrestlers and horror movies. Which he's in. He's gonna be in his seventies, right? No, God, no. He still wrestles. He's in his. Uh, he's in his late early fifties. But he's really? still he's in his early he's 50s. in great shape though he's in his early fifties and I tell you what the guy fucking moves better than most of the younger guys Does he's he really? amazing still yeah wow. yeah he's great he's it's he's funny because he just defies logic it's funny because like back in the like back because he's been wrestling since the nineties like, yeah early the nineties like yeah. back in the he was never he his physique was never like all that great his like when he was never, when yeah. he was gold dust it was weird because he was he, like. He was supposed to be this really like kind of sexual character, sexually ambiguous, right? Yeah. But like, but he, but he was also kind of just like, like, like an amorphous blob. Sort of. like, he just, yeah. he like, was never cut, right? Yeah. Right? He never yeah. looked like this jack dude. But he's actually he's in he's in better shape now than he was he's back in, great, in the nineties. Great I think. shape, yeah. Um. So he, now there, that we're done was, fawning over Dustin, Rose. there was a while when he was in WCW where he was just a giant fat piece of shit. Oh really? Oh yeah. His he played a character called Seven, where he was on ropes and he levitated to the to the ring, mm-hmm. and he was there one night, and ripped his gimmick to shreds went off script and just ripped his gimmick to shreds because he hated Cause he didn't it so like much. it really <laughs> yeah he's only <laughs> he's only 53 wow yeah, yeah he's, that's he's, weird i want to say he's young but he's you know 53 years old though at wrestling the way that he does still, sure yeah it's crazy yeah well i guess it's, it's just weird too because like you think back in the 90s when we were watching that was 30 years ago oh yeah and it's kind of like when i was younger i always thought of wrestlers as older guys but they were just dudes in their 20s look up when he debuted because uh, because um, when he wrestled in 1988 yeah say so yeah only so he was years. so he was only uh he was only 19 yeah 19 when he yep. started wow crazy so, yeah anyway um, yeah he played the uh he played the killer in this which i i loved the killer he's like a an all amalgamation of jason and uh leatherface yeah basically is what it was yeah and then he in during the course of this test he ends up getting loose in the facility, mm-hmm. and so it turns it turns into just like an all out run for your life slasher. And who should they meet when they're running through? But Mister Joe Bob Briggs <laughs> just randomly shows up mm-hmm. in the uh, facility as probably another person that's in there because he's a horror. Trope. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny too because at, at the beginning of the and Joe Bob even brings it up before you know he's in the movie at the beginning of the the last drive-in he's like he's praising this movie and he even says and rad chad you know like he's a he's he's i gotta give it to him because who does he have hanging from whose likeness does he have hanging from his uh his rearview mirror mine Me. you know like <laughs> so when he finally shows up it's not only is it hilarious and funny for us but then rad chad sees him and he's just like yep beside himself because and, and the joe bob is there and he's like on him like 
a fangirl at a fucking Backstreet Boys concert. Well, he calls him dad at one <laughs> he point. Calls him dad. I'm sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely amazing. Who was uh what what is his name? The guy who plays um Red Chad. Red Chad. Uh, it's sure. uh, Jeremy something. He's been in some other stuff. I feel like he's very familiar. Um, I think they told the guy there was the stoner. Jeremy type. King. I I liked him. Like he's oh he's he, great. I, he was just like super funny. Great timing. There's a sequel to this movie being made. Oh really? With Rad Chad. Cool. So we have not seen the end of it. Um, there's a stoner type guy <laughs> with that, Rad Chad. Yeah, yeah. He got don't don't question. Okay. Um, there's a stoner dude that's also in the room when they first wake up in there. I swear to God, the director just told him. Do your best, Jim Brewer, because that's literally all he was. <laughs> and he's with them. He's with the final girl almost till the entire end. Well, that's that's think about uh, that's very cabin in the woods because mm-hmm. like there's the because the dude who's the major and this this segment even reminded me of cabin in the woods once they got out of the cabin and into the the facility. Yeah, and you have. By the end of that movie, the stoner and the final girl. You're right. It is very left. similar, actually. Um, I didn't make that comparison, but you're absolutely right. But uh, I love how the final girl, uh, who you thought was the virgin, ended up being the the whore, and then the whore ended up being the final girl. Oh, because yeah. she was a virgin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Red Chad just got it completely wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this segment a lot. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, what the hell was the what was the backstory? Oh, <laughs> the backstory with the kid. And, like, why the killer was the killer. Oh. Because there was the kid who was, like, killed at the frat party or it was, whatever. Well, he was basically a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> yeah. And and the killer in a previous life had been, like, really close with him. And he did he take him to a the, frat party or the something? The montage. No, the montage is amazing of him as a, as a kid. And, like, the, the Dustin Rhodes is, like, just pushing him on a swing. Yeah. Eating ice um, cream together and stuff. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> but he's but that was supposed to be that was that supposed to be back when he was in college? I don't know. That was when he was a kid. He went to college and something happened at a frat party. Well, the kid ended up dying yeah. at the frat and, yeah. and but but then the stoner guy is like, I think I have an idea. Oh, he starts talking about Corey Feldman and the chick's like the chick's like uh the guy from the guy from Lost Boys and he goes, "No, that's Corey Haim." She goes, "License to license to drive?" And he goes, uh, he's like, oh, Corey Feldman, and then he has this idea, and when he shows up as Corey Feldman's character from the end of uh, uh, Jason Four, from the end of uh, yeah, Friday Four, Friday Four, yeah, <laughs> he's got the little cut off shorty jean shorts, and he's got the bald head, and he's just like, <laughs> hey, I, I beat the cancer, and everything's okay now. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you always don't want to laugh at it. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> what is your computer doing? Um, it's hooked up to my phone. I'm getting notifications. You're getting like, are you getting like ten fucking text messages in a uh, row? It's text messages. It's Snapchat and whatever. Oh, They're all Lord. the same sound. Um, but yeah, no, it's fucking hysterical. And he comes towards him like, oh, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. So uh, what what ends up? Ha- oh, the final girl ends up getting away. She, uh, well, doesn't Corey Feldman get punched through the fucking head? No, he gets, he gets, <laughs> Who no, gets punched Rad the Chad head? gets punched through the face. No. Yes, he does. Does he? Yeah. Cause he's, cause he gets his <laughs> arm ripped off. Oh, you're right. He you're gets right. his, or is it his, is his arm like straight ripped off? No, his arm is cut off. Is it cut off? Fuck. He, I can't remember. 
because the jock gets his arm ripped off and stabbed in the stabbed own in his the own head. in his yep. own head with his yep. with his, his arm bone, which is yep. awesome. And then Rad Chad gets his arm. Oh, he goes to give the stoner a thumbs up, and when he turns back around, the guy cuts his arm off. Yes. And then he punches him straight through the yes. the face. God, what a sweet fucking. <laughs> Uh, what a sweet fucking and then the final girl gets away and then she wakes up they do like three different jump scares where she's dreaming within a dream within a Mm -hmm. dream and then she finally wakes up and realizes that the guy actually is in the back seat and then as she's running away suddenly here comes mike myers from the cold open and this is his big moment to be somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, he says, it's my job. And he throws a cigarette in the air. Like, never mind where the, the gasoline came for, from or anything like that. He throws the cigarette in the air. Is it a cigarette or a match? It was a cigarette, I think. Okay. Wasn't it? I feel like it was a match. I think it was doesn't a cigarette. Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then uh, the car explodes. And as <laughs> they blow right away. <laughs> I love how the, the car's exploding and it's a slow motion running away scene of them exploding. And he just has a huge grin on his face because he finally gets to be something other than just the cold opener. Yep. Like he's the guy. This is how they can do a sequel. This was all just a movie because he wrote it. Oh, yeah. Rad Chad was just, uh, was just a character. Just, a, yeah. There you go. There's your sequel. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked there was... uh, at the idea of getting a. A, a sequel to this one there was an alternate ending that was on the disc that was pretty funny too it was she's in the car and uh the the uh dustin Rhodes character the, the the slasher guy is trying to get in and he gets stabbed through with the pipe uh-huh. only it's through her window like through the uh the, the side of her window yeah and she goes to roll up the window and the pipe is stuck between <laughs> the window and the top of the car uh-huh. so she's just sitting in the car and every couple of seconds there's just another explosion of blood and she's just getting <laughs> like like blood splatted upon like over and over to the point where it's it's funny because of how much, and she's just like oh come on like, and he's just randomly exploding blood into the car and then it just ends that's awesome it's actually pretty funny but <laughs> um, yeah i am um, if you're if you're a fan of anthology movies i would most definitely recommend this and this, uh, and this is it's a good one. This is mostly like this is a tribute to anthology horror movies. It's mostly a comedy. Um, it, it's and it's just uh, I don't know. Like there's there's some of the segments have just absolutely amazing uh, practical gore effects and stuff like that. Um, if you want to watch a gro- a grown man refer to his small little friend as my little Pikachu. <laughs> This is the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> weird thing to weird thing to center in on, but yeah, sure. No, it's sure. good. No, it's good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, couple of couple of slower shorts that they could have gotten rid of, but on the whole, I I enjoyed it a lot. I did too. Uh, this movie reminded me too a lot of, and you were there a couple times. It reminded me of Thomas Video so much. Mm-hmm. Like when we used to go visit Chris Jordan mm-hmm. when he worked there. Yeah, like, I could totally see this happening there. Yeah. Ugh. Quentin Tarantino knows what we're talking about. <laughs> He's been there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely thumbs up. Yep. I like this movie. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll do it for this week. That was Scare Package. Oh, wait. I feel like it, I, I, it goes without saying. What? If you don't have Shudder, it's $4.99 a month. <laughs> Just get it. What are you, stupid? I feel like we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> it's... I uh, and also I don't I don't actually have it I just use mics. So. 
<laughs> the truth uh, comes out. And also, we're watching Triangle now, and Melissa George has legs that don't stop. Ooh, she also has. They go from the bottom of the floor all the way to the, uh, into infinity. Yep. Great legs and beyond. Sorry, am I objectifying her? Probably. Probably. Like, just relax. Just like, relax. That's okay. <laughs> she cut off the top half. I'm fine. No, she's that a babe, guy, though. That guy looks like Haley Joel Osment if his face actually grew with his body. He also. <laughs> He, he also does. he also kind of looks like he's got sort of a Lee Winnell kind of yes, thing he going does. on yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, well, now we're, we're just now we're just commenting. <laughs> look, look, we've, we've already done Triangle, James. <laughs> have we? Yes. No. Yes. Have we? Yes. No. Yes. I don't think we have. We have. <laughs> She's a babe, though. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, we will end it with that. We'll end with me telling you that Melissa George is a babe, and uh, that's it. All is right. that the f- is that? Yep, a sure Hemsworth. Is. Sure is. How did I forget that there was a Hemsworth? In I don't this think movie? we knew who he was back then. Well, we did the show a couple years ago, I'll but that be, is definitely uh, Liam Hemsworth. I'll be damned. All yeah. right, cool. And we'll and <laughs> and with that, we will end the show. So if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all major streaming sites. Obviously, if you made it this far, you found us. So. Tell your dog. Tell your dog hoes like podcasts, right? Tell your uncle Rad Chad. Ooh. Hey. Or until until or, or sweet Pete. And tell his little Pikachu friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, All right. We'll yeah. see you next week. And we do we do know what we're doing, but uh, I think so, yeah. We're not gonna tell you nah. because why? No, because that gives me stuff to post online. Yeah. So we're not gonna tell you. All right. We'll see you next week. Eat a dick. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> see ya. Later, losers. <laughs> <laughs>